just saying they're idiots, okay? Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Sunday, November 18th, 2012. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 462. This is No Agenda. Welcoming the Euro Trash to Austin, the capital of the drone star state. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And where nothing's going on here in northern Silicon Valley, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Woohoo! With a stinger. John, from now on, when appropriate, thou shalt address me with slash AG. Oh, you got your, you got your, uh, you passed your test? Yes, I did. I got my general. You. <laughs> You're a general. I am now, you can call me General. General Adam Curry. <laughs> general Curry. That's right. For those of you wondering, what are they talking about? Uh, I took my test yesterday for the amateur radio general class. Which uh, I will say, you're gonna I, go for extra. You're going one more step. One more step. <laughs> you better believe one it. One more step. <laughs> so of course they, you know, I did so well on the test that they did what I expected. Was like, hey man, take the extra. You won't have to pay the extra fourteen dollars. <laughs> like, did okay. you do that? Of course I did, and I almost <laughs> passed. I almost passed. I, it was like I had five. That is a t- that extra test is. I looked at that and went, nah, I'm not even gonna try. If you can pass the extra, I will have nothing but. Incredible respect for you forever. December fifteenth. Okay. Whoa. Hold on a second. I'm I'm glad I was recording. December fifteenth. I'm taking the extra class. I did the test. I almost passed the extra test without studying for it. <laughs> it was like whoa. And but here, here's the thing. It was the same dudes up there. They sit at the little dais. The VEs. Yeah. The volunteer examiners. And they're like, oh, you, hey man, congratulations. No, you passed your general. You did so well. We think you should do your extra. I'm like, well, but I'm afraid if I do my extra and I pass it, well, then I won't be able to see you guys next month. <laughs> and you know what their response was? Hey, man, you can always become an examiner. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's true. You can see him every month. <laughs> and the same dude was there juggling again. It was pretty funny. It was the same thing. Same thing. And they don't know who you are. They have no clue. Absolutely zero, zero clue. And I'm, and you know, and I'm looking at this, you know, I had a long discussion with Ms. Mickey about this ham radio stuff, which, uh, <laughs> she, she said, you know, she's like, I'm so glad you have a hobby. And then she kicked my hobby in the nuts by saying, you know, but I don't understand why you want to talk with random dudes. <laughs> 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 like it's not they're really not random. They're hams. <laughs> it's not really. It's not really about the talking with random dudes. And they're like, what? Is, what really is it about this that I'm so attracted to it? It's not. It's not talking to random dudes. I think it has to do with the technology or maybe the magic. It's of, the magic of the radio. It is the magic of the radio. I'm telling you. And yeah, that's exactly what it is. And then so so I'm like, I looked at. The, I saw there was a new episode of Ham Nation uh, came out. And I'm like, oh, you know, now that I understand what's going on, you know, I, I'm going to watch this episode of Ham Nation. Oh, my God. There's an hour of my life I'll never, ever have returned to me. Well, I mean, what was wrong with the show? It's, it's like, I mean, all respect to Bob Heil for his microphone. But this is like they're showing a guy soldering. <laughs> literally, watch me solder this. And then, <laughs> and then they're like putting up an antenna. And it's just like, it, but, the, but they do it the way... 
the way you, you do a QSO, the way you talk on the ham radio. But over, back to you, Bob. You know, I'm, I'll hand it over to you. And then the funniest thing, whenever whenever they're talking about each other, and this one, this is not okay. This is not okay, ham speak. At least it's not in today's modern language. When they say, you know, they say, hey, congratulations on getting your uh, your general license. I hope to work you soon. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a good phrase. I'm going to work you there, buddy. Don't move. Can Don't I, move. <laughs> I'm going to work you. It won't you. hurt. I'm going to work you real good. <laughs> anyway, so I'm definitely getting an HF rig now. For sure. <laughs> I got to save up for it because these things are expensive. You're talking like five, six hundred bucks. No, but you know, eBay and everything, they're still, it's five, six hundred bucks, John. It's not like cheap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to cost you some money. Yeah. And, the, but then the antenna, which is another point. You know, of well, there's all kinds of ways to go with the antenna. We got a guy around the corner here, uh, on the other side of the Albany Hill. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, really. I, you have no idea because you look at this, you think NASA runs this guy's house. He has at least 10 different kinds of antennas. He's got big things hanging there. He's got big giant, dish looking things and then he's got like focused antennas and he's got <laughs> just random wires running through the trees it's just the whole place is covered with antennas miss mickey is listening this is not <laughs> she made me promise last night she's like promise there won't be a big antenna in my yard and i'm like well, let me <laughs> let me talk to you about the antenna and she's like you're not saying promise and let's say I'll, i swear it to god i'll put up an antenna that that says i'm not an antenna you know how on the 405 in L.A. when you're driving, you have those cellular, those, those, cellular towers, those cell like, towers that yeah, look like, like, trees. like pine trees? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm going to have. <laughs> I'm not an antenna. I am not an antenna. Anyway, I don't know what it is. It's weird. It's like all of a sudden, uh, yeah. I've created a monster. It's your fault. It is. I'll take full credit. But I, I don't understand. But I think you had the potential to be like a real first, you know, first tiered ham, which is like something I'll never achieve. What does that mean, a first-tiered ham? You know, an extra involved, yeah. in the, you know, in probably the community. influential, influential, <laughs> making <laughs> things happen. <laughs> Changing legislation to benefit the ham community. Hey, baby, I'm an influential ham. <laughs> well, all I need is a, is a good... Well, I will say, it's interesting to see these software-defined radios and the digital communications. Oh, yeah, it's all happening. It, it is. <laughs> Are you mocking me? No, it is. Software-defined radio is a big deal. Yeah. I first heard about those about 10 years ago, and I couldn't figure out what the hell they're talking about. It's pretty but amazing. I kind of understand it a little bit. It's pretty amazing. You can go to websdr.org, and you can actually log into people's uh, software-defined radios, and you can you can use remotely your listening to their rigs. It's pretty interesting. Anyway, and I think that I, here's what here would be the only thing I want to achieve. I think I can make Morse code cool again. Now that I think would be would be very uh, that I, I that would be cool. It's a so, retro the, the nerdiest kind of, kind of cool. That would be it. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think I can do. I think I can make Morse code Morse code cool again. Yeah, maybe the only way we communicate in the future. Well, this is, I mean, this is what I keep saying. Yeah, this is kind of my Miss Mickey is cool with everything as long as I. I add, you don't have an ugly antenna in the yard. <laughs> That's kind of it. And as long as I, as I add the word apocalypse or prepper after each statement, <laughs> prepper. She's like, oh, okay, well, if it's about prepping, then I'm then she's okay with it. But if it's about talking to random dudes, she's not so okay with it. <laughs> I'm like, but I don't want to. I want to. I want to do Morse code with them. I want to send files through packet radio. Hmm. 
Okay. Well, I'm glad you had a good. I'm glad you got that. That's great. Yeah, but you should get your your general, John. I mean, yeah, I just say uh, yeah, I probably on. should. But I, I barely I barely get these other rigs working. Even <laughs> so, we have the Daily Morse Code, DailyMorseCode.com, and and the show literally is everything on there is a bunch of random dudes, myself included, talking on uh, on ham radios about how you're not there. <laughs> <laughs> And it has to, we do two episodes a day, by the way. It's a good show. <laughs> you do two episodes. <laughs> is Dvorak here yet? Oh, no. <laughs> asshole's not here. <laughs> was he ever say he was going to be here? No, he's never committed to it, but we expect it. <laughs> you told yeah, me that you okay, would check fine. out the, you told me you would check out the Echo Link stuff. You did tell me that. I will. I didn't say I was going to do it immediately. Just get the app. Just get the app and then pretend you're on Echo the radio. Link. <laughs> he's app. writing it down. <laughs> Anyway, forget about all that because this is, uh, of course, the uh, the show known as the best podcast in the universe. And we are not the best podcast in the universe just for any random reason. It's because we no, uh, it's because we are. Yeah. So we have boots on the ground. Yeah. We ha we have boots on the ground. Uh, an anonymous uh, tipster. Oh, uh, you want to go straight into Indianapolis? Yeah, I, I think we got to get that out of the way. Oh, okay, because I have some... Well, you want... Um, no, what were you thinking? Well, I have some research on that. So what we're talking about here is this so-called uh, gas explosion in Indianapolis, which I immediately called as a drone strike, as the first uh, American drone strike. And um, uh, I'm bringing up the email now. I have to kind of dart around. Uh, I'm not going to say where our producer is exactly from, but our producer is close enough to know what is going on. I'm going to read down this list of a few points uh, that our producer um, sent to us. And this came in. And, by, and it should be noted that this really have not been discussed in the public domain. No, no, uh, to at, any all. at all. But, but this person actually is close to the media. So it's funny that the media wouldn't be discussing this. Did you, did you get the, uh, the, the disgusting nature of that, John, that this person... Yeah, no, it's ironic. Is it's the word. ironic is the word, exactly. Okay, um, so here's the here's just the, the relevant list. Under the cover of darkness, authorities were on the scene but would not let anyone else onto the scene. No residents, no media, nobody. We even re reported the gas company itself was saying that they had no idea what was going on or what happened because they weren't allowed on the scene. They didn't get to go on scene until after daylight broke, about nine hours after the explosion happened. That's plenty of time to get rid of any wreckage or anything else. Uh, by the way, I've received other reports um, that there were two explosions. There was an explosion and then one about a little bit later. I don't know if that was 15 or 20 minutes at about a quarter of the strength was estimated. So no one's reported on two explosions. A point two from our producer. The NTSB said they were on the scene because they, quote, controlled the gas up to the meter. And they not well, they do control uh, transportation of gas. According to our producer, that's a bunch of crap because the gas company controls that part. Uh, and that was was reported by the local paper. Number three. A high amount of 9-11 calls, 9 calls to the east and the northeast that very night due to strange sickness. And this is where it gets into a cool uh, um, track that has not been explored anywhere, I believe. No, this is a good one. Well, it has, I think, a little bit, not this particular one, but there, a previous event took place. Yes. That was discussed in the Indie Star, which well, we have a link to. Right, so we had the link to it. Um, that uh, And when was this? This was just before all of this happened. 
Um, a woman walked into Riley Children's Hospital, and she and uh, from that moment on, a lot of people became ill. I have the I have the story here: noxious gas at Riley Hospital, which remains a mystery. <coughs> Sometime before noon Thursday, women visited relative at Riley Hospital for children's at IU Health. She grew ill, but not enough to raise alarm. Women told hospital personnel she wasn't feeling well, walked into the women's restroom. What happened next caused an emergency room lockdown at the medical at the campus. Um, so she became ill. Then other people came ill and they were all complaining of a flowery odor in the air. So this could possibly be the same um, smell that people were smelling just before the explosion. So I don't know if that means a certain type of uh, of explosive gas necessarily. Uh, I, you know, I know that when it comes to uh, natural gas, how used in household, they add a, uh, a scent to it. Cause it they has, add it, methylmercaptan to be specific. Right. Um, two other things our producer said, there's a small airport within two miles to the south, southwest of where the explosion took place. There's a big military installation about 40 miles to the south where some sort of test aircraft could have taken off from. So <clears throat> here's the here's the angle. And, and, by, and, and let's let's don't forget the one point, which is that this whole thing took place some 10 miles from any of these military yes. installations that you were saying were targeted. So that isn't I don't even know why that got into the story. It seems suspicious. Well, here but, is uh, here is a. A link that is uh, possibly I wasn't ready to do this right now, but I'll I'll I'll, I'll roll it out. So what? This no, could, the way this is going, this could have been a second half story because well, uh, it's sounding like an X Files thing with this woman <laughs> wandering into a hospital, people passing out. Well, let me give and, let me let me give you another data point then. So, who were the two people who were killed? Yeah, no one's talking about that, right? So, yeah, not you mentioned. I forgot all about it. Okay, so one of and the, the and our and you should also mention that our reporter says that the house was inhabited, except that the owners were out of town, weren't there. Yeah, they weren't there by coincidence. Conveniently, so yeah. the two people who died, one is named Dion Longworth. Now, Dion Longworth um, worked at a company called Klipsch, but also founded a startup called Straylight Optical. And Straylight Optical is... He worked at Klipsch? Klipsch. The, the speaker company? Yes. That's where he started. Huh. Okay. Right. So he worked at Klipsch, but then he founded Straylight Optical. And the way it looks is Straylight Optical was working with a number of different companies, including the uh, couple of companies who worked for Surrey Satellite. So this is in Guilford where people keep getting whacked out there. Remember in Guilford where I used yeah, to live? Yeah, the place you, you moved out of. I, I moved out of where people are winding up dead who work at Surrey Satellites. You know, the, these are the satellite companies that uh, that are tracking the poppy fields. in uh, And they're doing it literally from Guilford. So Straylight Optical apparently was in some kind of joint venture for uh, an unknown. Well, we don't know what it is yet, uh, but it could, you know, it could be any number of things. Well, what's interesting about Straylight Optical, just to give you the the level of uh, of connections, the current CEO of Straylight Optical Technologies is Kevin Williams, uh, who previously worked at the World Bank, the White House, United States Department of Defense. <laughs> 
so this is obviously a the guy was involved in a defense contract, but the link to Surrey satellites is the one that concerns me because we've seen several people suicide themselves who worked or worked in conjunction with um, Surrey satellites out of Guilford. So that's about all I have. So it would have been second half of the show stuff. Uh, but there, no, it never, I never achieved the greatness of a second half story. It's just, it's, it, it's actually makes it start to make, some to make sense. sense. <laughs> but who is the other person that died? You only have the one guy, Dion Longworth. Yeah, a woman. Well, the, uh, the other name uh, didn't pop, didn't pop any, you know, nothing popped up. This is the only one that I was able to find something on. I have the other woman's name somewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. But the, but I think the noxious gas is very interesting that this happened, that people were calling in sick just before the attack. I'm sorry, I'm saying attack, but, you know, I'm sorry, the explosion. Um, but you think, so it could have been a hit job. It could have been a number of different things. But this, the way it's being handled is obviously extraordinary. Yeah, you think it was Roswell. <laughs> so luckily we have uh, our producer boots on the ground and we'll continue to bring reports on that uh, as possible. Yeah, uh, we have, in other words, we'll have a, a accurate stories that you probably won't get out any place else. Even though we don't have any conclusion and we don't really know what happened, but at least we know that the media is feeding the public bull crap as to- usual. Total bull crap. And, and it's gotten pretty bad. It's gotten to the point, and maybe we just dive straight into it, but I'm looking at this Israel-Gaza stuff. This is Wag the Dog 2012, man, where we got, like, Twitter wars back and forth and tweeting, I'm going to kick your ass, I'm going to kick your ass, man. It's like, and and meanwhile, what are, we, what are we really, really seeing? You know, I've been following a whole bunch of blogs, and people are angry. The Israelis are so outraged, and it's time to stop, and we're going to do something about this. And then when I'm reading... And the Palestinians in Gaza is, you know, they're, they're killing us. It's just, you know, and I, and I see some bombs. I see some smoke trails and, you know, you just don't know. You have no idea what's real anymore, but you can't take it all at face value. You can't. No, and my favorite is like, is the torn between reality and, uh, and a hard place that democracy now has to live with. And so they had, they had this guy on there giving his report from the, from the Palestinian side. Oh, they all seem to do the Palestinian side because that's where the bombs fall. Yeah, well, I, they also did a, they balanced it with an Israeli guy who was, who was interesting too. Like we actually played both of these, you get a, a feeling for it. But this guy, which this is the clip bogative report, this guy is going on and he's claiming all kinds of weird stuff. For example, he claims that the Israelis are targeting a kindergarten. There's a kindergarten. Let's blow it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they also said, and now, did you hear this story that, uh, according to this, the uh, prime minister of uh, Egypt yeah. uh, came over and held a baby from the hospital in his arms. Right, with all the blood a, on it? Yeah, with a pre- at a press conference. And yeah. during the press conference, the baby died. No, I didn't hear that part. Uh, no. This is what this no. guy claims. I'm, no. I'm thinking... Leave no. the baby in the hospital bed, you idiot. What? <laughs> this is a bogus story. Here, play this whole thing and you're going to hear double speak, uh, all kinds of real interesting linguistic crap that, cause this guy can barely speak English, but, it, but whatever he's saying is just a mumbo jumbo 
combination of accusations and, and non-confirmed information that is just terrible. And the fact that they run this whole clip, it's long, this whole clip of this jerk is unbelievable to me. Yeah, shukran. Uh, well, there is also more uh, of this attack just to, to bring more breaking news. Uh, the Israeli airstrike just targeted a motorcycle in the west of Gaza City at the moment as we speak. Uh, the ambulances are on their way to evacuate uh, the people who are targeted. Um, there is a, another new Israeli F-16 missile. We don't know if it's a 16 missile or a, if it's a, a, the armed drones which fired um, a new round of, of missiles on the northern part of the Gaza Strip. Let me just mention something about back to the humanitarian situation. Today, the Egyptian prime minister made a visit to the Gaza Strip, uh, Hisham Kandil, and uh, he was able to see the destruction and the damage caused to the Palestinian population and um, he was at Shifa hospital holding one of the babies who was injured and um, we could see that the prime minister his t-shirt had a lot of blood in his uh, from this child who was injured who actually died in the hands of the Egyptian prime minister today <laughs> uh, as he was uh, speaking to the media uh, other thing that I would like to mention here that about the the crossings in the Gaza Strip, the Rafa crossing is open today, Karim Shalom is closed, Erev crossing was open in the morning, now it's closed even for humanitarian cases, uh, according to the United Nations, uh, and according to my observation and, uh, and counting, there is 12 houses with that were completely demolished in the last uh, three days, about 150 houses, including mosques, roads, schools, and farmlands are being targeted, even kindergarten for children. Makes the question, where the Gazans are going to hide when the Israeli F-16s are filing missiles day and night? All right, let me say something before we get any further into this, John, because it already starts. The minute, this is why you support this podcast, because we're about to have a conversation which is going to be devoid of the actual a rift between Israelis, Palestinian, Jews, Arabs, whatever. We're going to be talking purely about the media, the disinformation, and the bullcrap that is being bestowed upon peoples of the entire universe. So uh, if you feel like you want to say, this person's a Zionist, Jew hater, what, you know, whatever, do whatever you want, but that has no place in our conversation because what we can do here for the very reason that no one can take away our advertisers or shut us down is talk about the bull crap the media is feeding both sides. Cause it's already started. You know what I'm talking about, right, John? Immediately. Oh, you love this side. You love that. Side. This is the whole point. This is, this is what the media actually wants to propagate. You get these bullcrap reports. And by the way, this is the perfect time. Uh, it's, it's actually quite great for us because we get to do, uh, you know, we get to do reports. You know, it's, it's, you know what kind of report I'm talking about, right, John? What, what, no. Well, of course. You're like, John, John, please. Oh, John, I've, uh, I've, hey, they're bombing everybody. We'll be right back nice. with you, John. They're We're here at the Gaza Strip. Away. I can't it's, stop. It's, I can't we have here. incoming. We have incoming. We have Actually, while I was looking for that, I found an even better one. You check this one out. This is a better. I love this air raid. Hold on, hold on. Oh, oh, come on, come on, baby. Don't do that to me now. Oh, jeez. Oh God. What is? You, what are you pounding on? Yeah, my my magic trackpad. Oh. All right, hold on. 
I think I have it now. My magic trackpad. Is that a mis- It's literally <laughs> called Magic Trackpad. Here, listen to this. This is the one they should be using. Uh, Isn't that cool? World War One. Isn't that cool? The, the, the guy actually yeah. cranks it around. Okay. Because here are, <laughs> here are the reports. You, and you just got to listen to some of the reporting because the media, they get, they get a huge, huge boner for this stuff. Here, uh, here, CNN is the best. Here's what it looked like live on CNN International. Live on CNN. We're so awesome because we ain't on the danger zone. Still just a couple of hours ago. There's another attacker. There's another uh, rocket alert going on right now. We got to get out of here. Okay, go, Fred. All right, there you see it. A a strike in Ashkelon. It's good. Uh, It it gets better. Just a short time ago that we're seeing pictures of there. We've got uh, the pictures up as uh, Fred and our camera crew get out of the way. The sirens. Sirens. uh, are sounding again. Now listen to what, so the sirens, are, it's always the sirens are sounding and you see a couple things. I'm seeing the same video over and over again, but they talk about thousands, yeah, thousands of rockets, thousands of bombs. Listen, but listen to what he says. He's lying. In Ashkelon, which is a sign that uh, another strike is coming. Coming! Can we listen here? Yeah. And now we have the impact. Oh, Colleen, we can... Did you hear the impact? I'm sorry, I didn't hear an impact. Stay on, we can stay on. Okay. We can stay on. We can stay you. on. We're with you. Colleen. That's a good one. We should use that in our report, John. We can stay on. We're with you. Are you still there? Yes, we we're with stay you. On. We kind of take notes on this, and we can do a good half hour of these reports. Uh, Colleen, basically what just happened is the air sirens went off, and we then ran to a sort of a shelter that we have right here. This is a residential building uh, that we're in right here. We're sort of in the house. We've heard one impact just now, which appears to be from rocket. The uh, alarm seemed to have died. I'm sorry. I didn't hear an impact. I didn't hear a single thing. He's lying. Right, down. We're going to sort of get up and wait. It seems that the... No, no, no. Down. They, no, down. Stay down. Stay down. Stay down. Stay down. Stay down. Stay down. All right. So, so now, now this one is the girl who's at the CNN headquarters um, in Gaza, and she has Gaza in the background. And she's got her helmet on. This is, I love that when they put the helmet on because it looks so goofy. I mean, no one looks good in a helmet, okay? You just don't look good unless you're in the sand and you got like a scar on your face. You just don't look good in the helmet. So she's got beautiful long black hair and she's standing there with Gaza in the background or whatever, a green screen. Who the hell knows what it is? And listen to what she says. Last time there was a major battle between Gaza and Israel. Right now as I speak, we can hear the sound of drones overhead. Head, we can also hear the sound of planes, and that usually means one thing and one thing only. That's a great line. That usually means one thing and one, one thing, thing o- and one thing only. <laughs> usually one thing and one thing only. That soon we'll start hearing the sounds of bombs falling. Sarah Seidner, CNN, Gaza City. Now, if you now if you are sure that it usually means one thing and one thing only, that the drones will be dropping bombs, why are you signing off? Stay on the air. I mean, that's ridiculous. Stay on the air. You don't sign off when it's about to get exciting. Are you are you shitting me? No, 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 no. This is crazy. This is crazy. And I caught the, one thing means usually one th- usually means one thing and one thing. You know. So and I caught Diane Sawyer, who now, by the way, I think uh, she's. If you listen to her, she's slurring. Kind of not drunk, but um, like she's done uh, Adderall and alcohol at the same time. Could it be? uh, uh, No, no. E. Oh, E. Interesting. Could you imagine Diane Sawyer just like going? You know, all of a sudden she has an E attack on Stephanopoulos. 
Oh, George, it's so hot for <laughs> you. You rub my arm. <laughs> you rub my arm. So she is talking to um, Christiane Anapur. Uh, and this is this shows real bias of ABC. I thought it was very interesting. Listen to the bias in this uh, twenty second clip. At this point, what is the U.S. obligation to Israel for defense in this situation? But also, she does sound eat up, doesn't she? Like at this point, what kind of pressure to exert? The U.S. has this historic agreement to defend Israel and stand by Israel. What it hopes to be able to do is encourage Israel not to cause too many civilian casualties like what happened last time. But beyond that... Did you hear that? Did you hear the bias? Yeah, it's terrible. Not to not to kill so many civilians like what like happened last time. Like last time. Now, Sir Grebulon... Uh, who um, is, uh, uh, I guess he's our Jewish knight. He's a sir, isn't he, Grebulon? I think Grebulon's a sir. I think he is. Th- I'm pretty sure he's a knight. He uh, sent us a handy little chart, the Israeli election table, as he calls it. And um, I'm just bringing it up right here. So he has date of operation, date of election next to each other. And he starts off with the current November 2012. Pillar of defense. That's a, And by the way, bad name. Pillar of defense. I think it isn't it cloud of pillar. Isn't that what it's supposed to be called? What is, what is it? Is it? Pillar? I don't know. Pillar? I don't know what you're talking about. It's called Operation Pillar of Cloud. That's- it, no. Yes. This thing. This thing that is going on now is called Operation Pillar of Cloud. This is what the Israeli the IDF has named it. I thought it was the dome or something. No, Iron Dome is the so-called defense thing that shoots the missiles out of the air. No, <laughs> which is a crock if you right. think about it. Yeah. This is Operation Pillar of Cloud. Starts in November 2012 with elections taking place in January. Cast lead. That was the previous attack in 2008. December 2008, when elections were to take place in February 2009. Lightning strike. Series of aerial attacks at the Gaza Strip. Um, kicked off in February 2006. Elections were March of 2006. Determined Path, followed by Operation Defensive Shield, that uh, started June of 2002 with elections uh, taking place in January 2003. So a little bit of space there. Um, then we have Operation Grapes of Wrath, uh, April 1996, with date of elections May 1996. So what uh, Sir Rebulon is saying is that this always happens around an election at, you know, to scare the people into submission. And although I do not doubt that there's actual death and destruction taking place, I guarantee you that the media on all sides is co- is cooking up a bunch of crock. And and we should just... A bunch of crock. I'm telling you, it's like... Oh, wait. That's not the good one. Let's get the good one. We should just do this again, John, because we 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 can literally... Yeah. We've been told to stay down. We gotta stay down. Oh, I just there was an impact. There was an impact. Impact. It looks like a, oh yes, Iron Dome is working, John. It's working. Iron Dome has now shot two grads out of the sky. We can get up now. We're okay. Oh no no. Are you still with me? Are you still I'm with barely me? With you there, Adam. Yeah, keep reporting while you can. All right. This can mean one thing. Usually, always one thing and one thing only. We'll have more drone strikes. Well, stay there. Stay there. <laughs> see if you can find being inside of one. <laughs> see if you can get one on tape. 
See, an actual bomb falling, that would make me feel somewhat better. So there's a, uh, I have a clip talking about elections. Apparently this is a, it even kind of confirms that, but only, but about our elections. Play Israel and Obama. Oh, okay. There's certainly uh, an, uh, various voices here within the administration and outside that warn Israel against another invasion of Gaza because, one, the Arab world has changed, the environment in the Middle East has changed, President Obama's attention to the Middle East has certainly decreased over the last four years. He is less interested in the escalation in the Middle East and more interested in the situation, for example, where he is today in China and the South China Sea and so on and so forth. And certainly President Obama is not happy with Prime Minister Netanyahu and the way he interfered in the American election by siding with Governor uh, Romney. <laughs> yeah, bet on the wrong horse. Yeah, well, actually, that's not the clip I wanted, but that's, no, okay. that's the one you asked me to play. Yeah, I know it is, but that's why I, I, I missed. It was in my brain. It was mixed up. I do. But just to take a quick just aside, just in case when, it, when something like that happens, I do have a clip. Uh, that explains everything in great detail, and, and I think it, we should probably just go to it, hit that clip, and then uh, use it as an evergreen when you need to explain everything. Hold clip on. of the week. Uh, explain everything? Yeah, clip of the week, explaining everything. Oh, okay, I see what it is. Hold on. You make, it's like... You should have cued me that this was coming. Because we commit Bye. for the year 2015 altogether for ASEAN and ASEAN for peace and ASEAN for development. If Cambodia develop and Cambodia well known for the world, it means ASEAN well known for the world too. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a combo clip. This is a combo clip. Right now, we're going to the reporter in the Gaza in Gaza who is now. For the year 2015, all together for ASEAN. Yes, and good. ASEAN for peace. And stay ASEAN down, stay down. If Cambodia develop and Cambodia well known for the world, it means ASEAN well known for the world too. Fascinating stuff there. Fascinating. Just fascinating on the scene reporting. <laughs> Such bullcrap. Yeah, I agree. Crap. Did you see the Skype promotion though? Did you catch that one? No. The big Skype commercial? Oh, you didn't see the Skype commercial. Oh, here it is. You, you hear him describe the situation where he is. What goes through your mind? This is, so they got a guy from Israel on Skype and a guy from Gaza on Skype. Uh, and, uh, and, and we have the woman, the CNN woman in the middle. And the, and the guy, there's like bombs dropping uh, on the Gaza guy. Sorry. Well, that is one thing. So he keeps saying, I'm not going to comment on anything going on outside where, so of course we don't know if these are bombs or we have no idea because the guy's on Skype with a crappy connection and you can already hear Skype is, is starting to break up. You know, you and I have this experience where it gets a little fuzzy. I mean, I, the only thing I was missing was the guy going helium, quite honestly. What was that? So that can hear everything. Mama, what was that noise we just heard? Sorry? What was that noise we just heard? Was that coming from outside? That is, that, these are Israeli really wolf things. 
bombing, it does its trip. You can hear, right? You can hear it's about to disconnect. Look, listen, yeah. let's just uh, carry on our conversation. We need to have uh, a, a decent fleet. Yeah, you can you can hear all that by yourself. I'm not going to comment on it. I'm not going even to allow these bombs to interrupt me from having this debate with you and your guests. So basically, uh, let's let's uh, agree on one thing. Let's get this. Uh, uh, it's, cra- it's it's almost lost. It's almost gone. You know this uh, game of who is the victim and who is the victimizer out of the way, so we can talk about more substantial issues. Uh, there is no pure victim in. The- uh, but now, when you now talk, wait for about it. Health, about health in your so, so, I mean, I mean, this may be real, but if I were doing, I'd be like, okay, we're losing Skype, we're losing Skype. Cue up an explosion. We're losing Skype. Cue, cue something up. and intentionally targeting, intentionally. All right, hit it now. Yeah, intentionally targeting Release it. Israeli civilians. I might as well go. We're back live now. You heard that last boom that interrupted our conversation there. We want you to know that Mohammed is okay. Oh, well, that's bogative. He's okay. We don't want... Uh, uh, I, I thought he was blown to smithereens. <laughs> John, if... if, 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 if. Oh, we let him report that Adam is actually okay. <laughs> I'm okay. It's all right. I'm over here. Now, no. let me... First of all, let's, let's bring one thing... If that explosion took place in real time, yes. Why how would they know he's okay? Well, she said we're back live, so I guess this was a pre- oh, so that was on tape. Yeah, it was okay. a pre-recorded. Uh, no, of course, because if bull it- crap, they could have <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> uh, but I think whatever you start to cut out, we just. Oh my god! Uh, it's obvious a bomb fell on John. Sorry, but we hear he's okay. You can talk now. Anyway, yeah. It's just so. So, but you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, there's bad stuff going on, but but people, please. I mean, I've, uh, I'm following. Um, I think Brian of London is one of our producers who lives in Tel Aviv, and he is he's he, his blog is pretty interesting. He uh, on the BBC they show a picture of Frischman Beach in Tel Aviv, and underneath the caption it says Gaza. You know, and he, then there's then the Palestinians had this great video, which I think was also on the BBC. There's a guy lying on the ground, and it, and it's, it, you can you can um, identify him very easily because of the shirt he's wearing and his beard and his whole. He's identifiable, and then he's lying on the ground. You see a whole bunch of dudes rush in, pick him up. You know how they, you know, you see that. That's the video we always see. By the way, is carrying some wounded guy, no visible blood or anything. And then 10 seconds later in the same report, the dude's just walking around. He's literally just walking around. And people are starting to catch this. They're starting to see this stuff because, you know, the, you know, these, they're so horny for creating, you know, for showing whatever. It doesn't matter as long as we show something, as long as we show you something. And now with the advent of Twitter, you know, people will read a tweet and believe it and retweet it like it's actually happened. You are not seeing anything real, my friends. You are not seeing anything real. Not to say that there isn't something going on, but don't let it go to your head, please. So I had one. Uh, I, I'm not going to play a bunch of these clips, but I, I do have one from one of the, I think it was El Jazeera or something. And this is a clip which I call non-news from Israel is actually a report that goes on and on, and there's actually no content. Just, <laughs> Wait, content-free news? 
content-free news that they're, they're, they they got a space to fill. And if you listen to the report, it sounds like it's exciting and something's going on, but it, then you start to analyze it. There was nothing said. Israel strikes at the heart of the Hamas leadership in Gaza. The offices of the deposed Prime Minister Ismail Haniyeh are reduced to this. If the Israelis destroyed our buildings and household, they cannot undermine our duties. We will remain servant to the people who are supporting their government and resistant forces. Airstrikes in the north, too. Rescue teams search through what remains of this house in the Jabalia refugee camp. The neighboring homes were badly damaged as well. Me and a friend, we were the first people around there, and we pulled them out. Uh, first thing, we pulled the little baby. We thought it was dead, but he was okay, or she was okay. Um, then we started digging in, and we tried to, tried to get one out of time. And thank God we got them all out. This house belonged to Abu Hassan Salah. His brother is the leader of Hamas in the northern Gaza Strip, but Abu Hassan himself is not considered a significant figure. This is the third time the Israelis targeted this house. The neighbors say they're mystified. As far as they can tell, the people who lived here were just a normal family. Another senior Arab official visits Gaza. It's the turn of the Tunisian foreign minister. Now this, hold on. There's no real conflict. Thank you, Al. Um, so of course this is Al Jazeera. You know they're just like Israelis bad, Israel boo. Third time you're blowing it all up. Wait a minute, hold on a second. This third time, they've hit the house three times with missiles, and yeah, the place course. is still there. I know, bullcrap. And they blew it up. Uh, well, uh, well, they wait, came back and blew it up well, again. Wait a minute. I've I've got to play this this report. Um, I don't know who. Um, it may have been. It's probably CNN. When she starts off with saying, the, do you know how this whole thing apparently started, what the meme is as to how this this um, conflagration, 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 how it uh, kindled and escalated? Have you heard what the uh, what the initial event was? No, I, as far as I'm concerned, this has been going on for three or four years. Uh, there has, of course, been a long-standing dispute between Hamas and Good Israel. Good morning, Randy. Uh, but this most recent spate of violence started after Gazan officials say an Israeli military helicopter shot a 13-year-old boy in the head earlier this month. Le- okay, now let me just say what something. What a shot! <laughs> let me just say something. This is, the helicopters, you know, it's not like they got a little, like, 9 millimeter, like a twenty-two. This is a fifty caliber. If you <laughs> Right, it just blows the <laughs> shit out of everything. It's like the kid would be obliterated. You know, you know it's like, oh, I shot him in the head. No, if, if, a, if a helicopter gunship shoots you, no matter where on your body it hits, you are, there's nothing left of you. They're picking up little pieces of clothing, if that. So this is a bull crap story. Now listen to, so, now listen, now they got some guy from the Knesset. Of course it's all about the election, so bring in a politician, right? Leading to the recurring rocket fire uh, attacks from Gaza into southern Israel as retaliation. Is Israel, sir, taking any responsibility for the start of this recent wave of attacks? Oh, sharp questioning there, CNN. Randy, let's speak about the facts. The fact, fact. is that fact. today there is no Jewish uh, settlement or occupation in Gaza, and we see hundreds of missiles flying from Gaza into Israel, into civilian population. 
Well, I don't see them. I have not seen hundreds flying into civilian population. Iron Dome is stopping them. When we ask ourselves why, why they are doing so, it's all coming from Iran, so you cannot blame any incident. I love it. It's coming from Iran. Now, hold on a second. Hold on a second. How many American presidents have sworn over and over and over again, if it's fact that it's from Iran, why are we not there? Why are we not, uh, you know, right there, you know, protecting our, our ally, our most important ally? I don't understand, John. Why are we not there? All we say is, well, Israel has the right to defend itself. Why aren't we there? Why aren't, why aren't we sending in the troops? Why are we not doing this? Isn't this what we've always promised time and time again? Explain. Well, it's possible that the situation's exaggerated. Oh, okay. That's just a, a promotion for the elections? Yeah, the elections seem to be have something... Yeah, well, do you remember, do you remember during the uh, when Bush was getting re, uh, reelected, they all of a sudden before the election there was a bunch of orange alerts and <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they oh, their terrorist attack is imminent, imminent, I tell you. <laughs> and it was just like you know, and then later they finally yeah, five years later they made well yeah we did that for political reasons. It's like you know they should have been arrested and jailed for doing that. Anyway, it's electioneering. It's election. You know what? But so he, so luckily, though, thank goodness. Amidst, and this is in the United States of America's of the Gitmos. Thank because I said to, to Miss Mickey, I said, we need a celebrity <coughs> scandal soon or we need you know a celebrity to kill themselves or overdose. We need some celebrity talk because. You know, a break. It's not balanced. Yeah, it's not balanced. You know, we, this yeah, is, we got a break. Break from this. So, thank goodness, we have the Twinkies company going out of business. And I do have a full report on this with some, uh, again, a very fine job of asking the public what they think of this. And of course, we get great insight when the news media goes out with a microphone and just ask somebody on the street what's important. Bankruptcy court. Uh, yeah. Asking to Can't sell their it, yeah. assets, facilities, even the brands themselves. The company says it was already unprofitable, but that the recent strike of the Bakers Union made it impossible to continue. They say 18,500 people will lose their jobs nationwide. I mean, I'm sad, but at the same time, I'm going to stand strong. You know, I, I want a job, but enough is enough. Despite the news, union members continue to walk the picket line. They say they won't stop until the court makes it official. Still, production in all hostess facilities was shut down today. All workers told to go home. We're going to see if we can put them in different locations. We have different other bakeries and candy shops. Consumers wish it had ended differently. 18,000 people going out of work because they can't settle a contract? It doesn't make sense. All they can do is scoop up the Wonder Bread, Snowballs, and other items that remain. <laughs> well, luckily I still have ho-hos in my freezer. So here's the travesty of it. The travesty, and this how typical is this for America? That Luckily, I still have ho-hos in my freezer. Well, just at the moment where we legalize marijuana, they're going to take away Twinkies? It's like, <laughs> this is the worst thing in the world. How can you imagine this? This is so wrong. This is so incredibly wrong. Yeah. So, but the and by the way, all the women that they had saying, "Oh, this is terrible." I got, I get the last tw Twinkies. I got ho hos in my freezer, all fat. Yeah, you think? <laughs> of course, uh, you know it's sad because that is the only thing that will be left after the nuclear holocaust will be Twinkies and cockroaches, and that's and that is a great combo. 
You get your protein yeah. and your tasty. Yeah. At the same and, time. and they have a nice uh, uh, crunch. <laughs> hey, speaking of crunch, uh, John, before we move on, let me say to you a very big in the morning. Well, in the morning to you, Adam Curran. In the morning to all ships at sea, boots on the ground, subs in the water, feet in the air, and also all of our knights out there who give us uh, continued support, which is apparently necessary, especially during this holiday season when everybody's having fun but us. And I would like to say a big in the morning to you, of course, John C. Dvorak, and to all the hams on the air at uh, Echo Link Node 3373. I think we'll do a net after the live show today. We'll do a net. You got to join us for the net. Uh, and, of course, to our uh, human resources in the chat room, always there uh, to give us a chuckle and uh, to anger me when necessary at uh, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net, and to ridicule you. And um, I would also like to thank, let me see, our artist from the previous episode, Super Leone, <laughs> who uh, was uh, we used as uh, Super Leone's album art on the No Agenda episode 461. And we're looking forward to what we find today at 462, and that will be at noagendaartgenerator.com. Um, not good today. This is exactly what you said. And we were talking, we actually had a conversation yesterday, which we're not supposed to do, and it was setting up you know, your mumble, which, of course, subsequently broke again today. And it was actually Miss Mickey who called us out and said, hey, stop talking together. Uh, and, we, and then we disconnected. Yeah, it's pretty rare. Yeah, but you actually said... Not good for today, and I and, and yeah, he's like yeah, yeah, not good. And then it, something happens just before showtime, and uh, the only thing. Well, luckily, Dame Astrid came in with her uh, her uh, ce- celebratory contribution to the show. Celebrity, celebrity, ce- celebratory, celebratory contribution. Yes, we want to thank our two executive producers. One uh, executive, one associate for this show, which is number four. Six, six two. two and Dame Astrid, uh, which actually would have been in the last show at five 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 dot five five, short and sweet, she says. Though I do believe John would look even better in non stinky candlelight. Yeah, she's ref- okay. Yeah, she's referring. I think it refers to, to some photo that's floating around. No, no, I th- I think she's referring to uh, you warning me. Oh, for, the candle for candles around the bathtub. Yes. Oh yeah, you and the candles around the bathtub. <laughs> That's what she's talking about. Because, and and, and lo yeah. and behold, here she comes with a big donation because she knows I'm a sensitive man who will draw a bath for his woman and put candles around the tub. Yeah, I can see you doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, coding technology in Poway, I think it's Pow or Poway, 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 California, home of the $129 million bond that will cost us over a billion and uh, came in with $201, dollars, and he wants uh, karma with chemtrails. Oh, no problem. Chemtrails. You've got karma. Technically, that's chemtrails with karma, but I think it's the right way to go. And that's well, it. maybe you wanted it the other way around, but that's fine. But that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's all we got. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um. Well, that's. It's called a shortfall. I will say we had a uh, shortfall today, and yeah. we do have Thanksgiving coming up. And by the way, uh, it was discussed. We also discussed after our show last show we did. We do we do a little after show discussion about what was good and bad about the show. It's called a post mortem. It's done in everything, and uh, we. It turned out that when Adam asked me about doing the show on Thanksgiving, he wanted me to say, "No, I don't want to do a show on Thanksgiving." Are you busting me? Are you? What are you doing here? 
What are you doing here? And then it turned out. Well, I mean, I'm telling the story. You, like you said, you know, we have to tell nothing but the truth. Okay. And well, but uh, yeah, you have to say why, why, says, why, why, why. And I said why. I, I said, oh, well, you you should have said something. I said, and then it turns out that he doesn't. He wouldn't play. Uh oh. To see his daughter, and I. What you're breaking up, John? <laughs> oh no! Wait a minute. Okay, now I. That's wa- one way to stop me. I wanted to go see my daughter, and I wanted to go after the show on Thanksgiving, so I could because I'm flying against you know into the time as it were, so I could get there for Thanksgiving dinner in Los Angeles. But as it turns out, there's zero no flights. zero flights going uh, that would get me into Los Angeles at all. And so I said, well, you know, whatever I said. And then, uh, but then, you know, my daughter, she's smart. She says, screw it, dad, I'll come to see you so that you can do the show so that you can still make some pittance of money. So you can give that to me. Well, I'm sure what your kids say. My kids don't care. (laughs) And so, uh, so so here's, so, but I think the real logic that you actually convinced me with, which, which you've overlooked in this whole thing is that Thanksgiving is a, is a very uh, USA centric. It's not like Christmas. You would be celebrated the whole world over. You know, what's funny. You know, what's funny. So people here, because people know that Mickey is going to uh, uh, Turkey and she's going to stop by. Her uh, her home. You know, I, home I think we should have a turkey at Thanksgiving, but going to Turkey is a bit much. But you know, when when we, when people say, "So, what are you doing for Thanksgiving?" I say, "Well, I'm going to be home alone because Mickey is going to uh, Europe." And then she said, "And the, and I swear to God, one hundred out of one hundred Americans will say, um, well, how do they celebrate Thanksgiving in Europe?'" <laughs> I'm not kidding. And, and it isn't until you point out that, you know, they didn't kill any Indians in Europe that they go, oh, yeah, all right. People are so stupid. <laughs> well, Literally. So how do they celebrate? Do they celebrate the same way we celebrate? I swear to God. We got, you know, we we have to, again, go over the old, old true story of Thanksgiving, which I publish every year. Yeah, we'll do it again and this year. Nobody pays any attention to it. It's still a cock and bull story about the pilgrims and the Indians having a meal together <laughs> with Mater D, I guess. I don't know. With uh, the wine list on with an iPad. turkey and stuffing and cranberry <laughs> sauce. What a crock of crap. And corn. And corn on the cob corn on the cob and sweet potatoes with marshmallow yeah, sweet potato with so... marshmallow <laughs> okay well, and they, they, they propagate this bull crap story in the schools of course they do of course they do of course this they're the schools you call them schools or do you call them training you know, centers the babysitting centers <laughs> training centers yeah training centers yeah yeah Anyway, so, so we're uh, going to do the show. We're going to do the show yeah. on Thanksgiving. Uh, Bottom line is I, things I, not good. Things not good today. But we're going to do. We have to do the show because today is very low. You'll see the segment will be short. Yeah, and, it wouldn't uh, make any difference if we did the show or not. I'm I'm convinced of it. Same with Sunday. I mean, these two shows are going to. Nobody's going to be listening to this show on Thanksgiving. We'll have some great material as usual. Yeah. Do two shows. A couple of people who insist on listening to every show, no matter what we do, mm. will be behind two shows now. And uh, I don't know. Anyway, let's talk it's about. Just, it's depressing. So I need to just uh, two more things. I need to do. 
One is uh, the No Agenda Super Karma coin is uh, is still available, the 12-12-12 No Agenda Super Karma coin. Uh, in the show notes, you'll find a link to that. Also, No Agenda Novels has a, a No Agenda Christmas novel out, noagendanovels.com. Uh, Gitmo Nation Christmas Carol. Scott McKenzie writes these. There's a brand new one out. and Because, uh, of course, you remember he had One Day in Gitmo Nation, which came out, which which was a pretty good book, I have to say. And did you ever read it? Did you ever read the One Day in Gitmo yeah, Nation? Yeah, I thought it was okay. So he's now good. written... Uh, a Gitmo Nation Christmas Carol, and you can uh, no, pick it up. Be good. Yeah, and of course, uh, this benefits uh, the show if you uh, pick up a copy of that exclusively available on the Kindle, noagendanovels.com, uh, links in the show notes as usual. And a uh, big, big thanks to Dame Astrid, and congratulations to Dame Astrid and Sir Mark, who just won an award for designing <laughs> the best shopping mall in the world. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. They should get a jingle for that. And and I love being reminded that Dame Astrid, when they opened this thing, when they opened the library project they did, that she flashed her night ring, or dame ring, as it were, at the prime minister of Japan. Yeah, he probably eyeballed that baby and said, huh, <laughs> huh. what's the meaning of this? So thank you very much. Yeah. A little uh, jingoistic stuff there. Dame Astrid and uh, iCoding Technology for uh, coming in and uh, giving us some semblance of uh, of uh, of hope here of just getting by as we live out our American dream. Of course, you can always do something very important, which we'd like you to do, is propagate our formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. You know, you don't be so fidgety because you know when you're playing the jingles, you hear you're like, <laughs> you're doing, I'm making all that noise. This, the mumble thing is, you hear everything now, and, I, and I've noise gated you as much as I can without I find, actually I shutting you off. Annoying that the high resolution microphone is causing. You can hear the trains, you hear the garbage trucks on Thursday. Yeah, you hear my. All I'm doing, by the way, I have my hand on the on the arm of the chair, and the, and the and these things that we jingles we produce. Create toe tapping. Oh, I mean the stuff okay. that we have oh, is so it. good. No, I understand. If it's toe tapping, yeah, so, then, I, so yeah. what it is, <clears throat> I have a ring on my hand, and then the ring here. Yeah, and you're tapping away. Got it. Yeah. No. Okay. And so I'm like, you know, I can't stop myself. I mean, I, the, these things that we've got are so outstanding <laughs> that I'm forced to do this. I mean, it's just a reaction. It's the brain working against okay, me. Okay, I got it. I, I got it. I got it. I got it. I could tie it. You could. I know. I got it. It's all right. It's cool. You're good with me, bro. Hey, by the way, Formula One uh, racing as we speak. Oh, yeah. How's that going? Is it all the douchebags in town? Everything's cool? I have not seen it. We went into town yesterday. You haven't seen one douchebag? I have not seen a single douchebag. We went into town last uh, yesterday to go to the market, which was open. It was a little smaller. Um, And I think... Um, that Austin is actually handling it very well. We have a part of 5th and 6th Street is all blocked off, and that's where you have, you know, Verizon and uh, Pepsi and uh, Pirelli and, you know, all, you know, it's like they call it the, the, what is it, Fan Fan Plaza or Fanapalooza or some crap like that. You know, we can, it's fun, you know, it's for the kids, you know, they have little concert stages and stuff and food trucks and drink. But it wasn't very busy yesterday. 
Um, and my understanding is a lot of the douche knuckles had partied the night before, so they all hung over and they weren't coming out onto the street. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, 65,000 people were at the uh, uh, COA, the COA, as we call it here, the Circuit of Americas, uh, yesterday just for the 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 testing rounds. And I, th- I guess the, the race started at 11. I don't know what time it starts. I'm not paying attention. Um, but it looks like we're handling the testing rounds. Also called qualifying. Yeah, qualifying. There you go. Yeah, this. I'm sorry. I'm so into Formula One F1, as we say here. F1. Uh, of course, Aerosmith uh, was out at the track uh, on Friday and performed. They, 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 nah. What? No, that's cool. <laughs> it's just like, do they all have their walkers with them? I mean, this group. Oh, oh, ages. Oh, we're going to be ages. Is that what we're doing now? All of a sudden? Oh, I'm sorry. I ran into an Aerosmith fan. <laughs> That's bull. That's not. That's not okay. I mean, if I had said Green Day, would it have been cool? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's so uncool. Hey, forget about that. Here, I think I have clip of the day. I've got clip of the day for you. So the uh, the Benghazi uh, hose and heavy weapons uh, with Petraeus and General Allen and all this stuff has now morphed into something hilarious. Um, where we now it's racism that uh, who were the old, who were those old dudes McCain and was it Lieberman who don't want Susan Rice to now become Secretary of State? No, no, it wasn't Lieberman. It was somebody else. Um, the, 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 whoever. Yeah, McCain and somebody else. I can't remember. And by the way, let's stop right here because you know Susan stop Rice. Right now! Okay, stop. Yes. So, what is it about? I, I, very interesting. I, I believe, let me just, before you go into all this stuff, I'm going to say something mm-hmm. in front of this. I believe Hillary is the one that set up Susan Rice to fail. Yeah, could you say, I do believe, because that's what everyone says. I do believe that yeah. Hillary uh, is behind this whole thing. Because well, of course. Because I'm asking ask this question of you. Yes. Why was Susan Rice the UN ambassador? I mean, mm-hmm. what's what? That's like a UN ambassador. You got a ambassador to Spain. You got these ambassadors. She's the UN ambassador. Why was she sent out to all these talk shows, one after the other after the other, with a cock and bull story about the about the movie? And then she now she's the one eating crap for it. And, and the, the, the uh, Petraeus has already said we didn't give him talking points that said anything about uh, that. Can I answer the Somebody question? Somebody else rewrote. I think it's a setup. Can but I answer the, the question? question? Is why do we hate Susan Rice specifically? Because oh, okay. you hate her. All right. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. First, let me answer the question with uh, the clip. Uh, that proves that uh, there was a cover-up. I have just spoken to someone. I so- I'm sorry. I mean, it's CNN saying that they've just spoken to someone. Of course, a long-standing. It's called proof, fact. Source who has spoken to David Petraeus. This is someone on his level professionally. Uh, this person is directly familiar from Petraeus with his thinking, with Petraeus's thinking about what he will tell Congress tomorrow about the Benghazi attacks. David Petraeus wants to tell Congress that he knew almost immediately after the September 11th attacks that the group Ansar al-Sharia, that al-Qaeda sympathizing group in Libya, was responsible. Right. So it's pretty obvious that uh, uh, that this was talking points were changed or whatever was changed. And um, Susan Rice was sent out. Her boss is, of course, the one known as Clippity Clark. 
So Clippity Clop uh, sends her out for one very simple reason. She wa- she does not want another woman in the State Department looking good because she knows Susan Rice will work her butt off. She and I mean and and I'm just going to say it. If you are trying to run for the first female president and you have another you have a rival who is not only female, oh, but she's black. Oh, man, she's worried. This woman, this Hillary Clinton, is such a bitch. Please, let me remind you of this woman. Two clips is all I need to play. So, I mean, that is the land of unconfirmed Yes, we came, we saw, we died. (laughs) It's almost too delicious to believe, my friend. This is the woman who will go to any lengths, will kill anybody. Google Clinton body count. She has killed her partners and friends, killed them. I'm sorry, suicided them. No way would she want to have an attractive woman be anywhere near her campaign for 2016. This was a deliberate, um, indirect attack on Susan Rice. Indirect, without a doubt. She hates her. She hates anyone who stands in her way. She needs to eliminate everybody. She'd much rather have John Kerry in there, some douchebag who married her into a rich family that she can totally manipulate and control. And please, I mean, John Kerry, he's an idiot. He's a real... <laughs> remember he ran the um, uh, the Long Dong Silver congressional hearing? We played clips from that. Do you remember that? It was against. I, I, I've, oh, that's so far in the past, I can barely remember it. Yeah. Yeah. You should try an Aerosmith concert, see if you remember the lyrics. I was never an Aerosmith fan ever. Really? Hmm. I always thought that the group was this clone of the Rolling Stones, and it was like, mm. you know, with an uglier lead singer. <laughs> it was just like. Well, I don't it, it, it reminded me of a group out of Berkeley back way back when, which only a few people will ever recall, called the Flaming Groovies. <laughs> and the Flaming Groovies and Aerosmith were in the same league as far as I was concerned. Wait a minute. The Flaming Groovies. Hold on a second. And um, how do you know about said band, the Flaming Groovies? Now, they were a local, local band. Like uh, Green Day is a local band. <laughs> yeah, Green Day, uh, almost as old as Aerosmith. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring you the Flamin' Groovies, High Flying Baby by special request from our buddy in Berkeley, John C. Dvorak. Woohoo! Nah, it's nothing like Aerosmith. No, I'm talking about the, the composition of the band with the ugly lead singer and the whole oh, thing. Oh, just how they look. Oh, okay, all right. So, um, okay, so, so the thing has come down to Susan Rice. For whatever reason, um, a whole bunch of... Well, this of- is a great, by the way, I think this, the way this was done, by, and we will assume it was Hillary. Yes. I thought it was a work of art. Well, it's extremely smart. She was three steps ahead of everybody else. She knew it was going to come out as a cover-up. She knew that, I mean, she, I mean, how cool is it? He's like, hey, say this. <laughs> And yeah, so, we got some. We got some. Uh, we got some notes here for you to, to just follow these <laughs> just talking follow points. Stay these. on message. Stay on message. This will be a test for you in the future when you get promoted to this next job to see if you can stay on message. Here's the message. So, so there's a couple of things that are happening now, uh, and the funniest thing I found is that we had uh, a group of uh, congresswomen. From the House Democratic Caucus, come out to defend Susan Rice and blow hard. My favorite blowhard, Norton. 
You know what I'm talking about? The congresswoman no. from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The congresswoman from D.C. who's not allowed to vote. Oh, that phony congresswoman. Th- yes. That has no vote. Uh, Norton Holmes, whatever her name is. Norton She's Holmes. terrible. So She's she- a blowhard, <laughs> yakety-yak, miserable-looking person. I hate her. And me too. So she comes out, and she literally insinuates that this is about her being black and being a woman. Now, now this is, hopefully you've seen that clip on the news, because what people won't show is her preamble, just to show you how stupid this woman is, what an idiot this woman is. Listen to what she says. Of the Senate seem to be unable to contain themselves while we await two ongoing investigations into the tragic attacks in Bengali, Libya. Which- <laughs> Bengali? Bengali. <laughs> Bengali, Bengali, Libya. Oh, it's good she doesn't have a vote. As she is the most arrogant, arrogant woman. I, I mean, oh, remember I encountered her at that at that screening when we were in D.C. The Escape Fire movie. Yeah, and she's a big shill. Anyway, so so this very interesting how uh, how this is playing out. And now the Economist. This is. Uh, this is how the, the the media, the mainstream media, is really, really uh, just piling on, talking about how the the Benghazi. It makes no sense there was a cover up because no one benefited. At the fundamental level, according to the Economist, the reason it is absurd to suspect the existence of a cover up over the Benghazi. I'm sorry, Bengali attack, is that such a cover up could not have had any conceivable goal. You see how see how this is done? So there could be no cover up because why? There was nothing to cover up. Nothing. I mean, nothing at all. Nothing. 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 Oh, why the hell doesn't it work when I can hit it? Piece of shit. Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. Nothing at all. Well, it's the it's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. But it's the Economist. You know, so Economist is kind of an insider's inside baseball. Oh, but a lot of a lot of people take it as extremely uh, serious it, and real, 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 real reporting. Well, it is taken that way. You're right. Meanwhile, uh, over in uh, in Gitmo Nation, Deutschland, we have Lieutenant General Mark Hurtling, uh, who was the commander of the U.S. Army Europe stationed in Germany. Uh, he quietly uh, retired. <laughs> Out the back door, and, huh. I, and yeah, and I get all kinds of uh, emails from because, of course, we have a large contingent of producers who are in the military saying this is weird. Because when a guy like that retires, typically you got you know you got fighter jets, you got you know military marching bands. Now, what's his name again? Hurtling, Hotel nice Echo, billet. Hotel Echo Romeo Tango Lima India November Golf. Uh, according to spokesman Bill Roche, it was Hurtling's, quote, personal preference and his desire to focus attention on serving the soldiers and families of the U.S. Army rather than on his retirement. And he wished, uh, and as he wished, there was no U.S. Army Europe ceremony to mark his leaving. So another general is out. This is the top brass. We've had the top guys taken down in the span of six weeks. And uh, the Economist says, 
There's nothing going on. There's nothing to see here. There's no cover up. Nothing, nothing, nothing went wrong. Of course, this is where 30 of the uh, other people we've never heard from or of uh, who were at the consulate were shipped off to Germany, off to the base there where they were interviewed. And of course, nothing has come out about that. This is where we, we could have easily have sent uh, firepower. Should we have needed it or should we have actually requested it or allowed it? It would have come from from this general's command, I presume. So what do you think is going on? It's hard to say, John. I mean, our, our initial um, our initial idea that there was a hostage, a, host, um, yeah, a hostage situation gone wrong, which we have our own version. Oh, no, of- I, not, I'm not talking about the Benghazi. Oh, that could be you, what you're saying. That, yeah, no, I think the hostage situation gone wrong is, is the which right was way done to go. as a as a, as a, uh, October a, a deal to make sure we got. Got re-elected. Obama reelected, mm-hmm. and of course the irony was he got reelected anyway, <laughs> anyway, which he would have anyway. Well, this let, is the same thing Nixon did, by the way. He was going to get reelected, but he was paranoid, so that's why he did the whole. So it is a fractal. It is a total fractal of Watergate. Yeah, and uh, that is you know, he's surrounded by a bunch of people he doesn't trust, and he can't believe when they say, "Oh, you're going to win," and no, no, I don't think yeah, you're lying to me. So. uh but why these generals, I mean, why would this guy in particular, Hurtling, and a few of these other guys, they're not in the loop on that. There's no way. But they may have been told to stand down or they question something or they're maybe they're, who knows? I don't know. You don't know what it, what's going on in that upper echelon. Well, this is why you have so many alternative theories about, um, you know, a repeat. And, of course, everything in his, it's all been done before about the business plot you know, where the businesses had colluded. This actually happened, where businesses colluded with uh, the army to uh, attempt a coup. Whose presidency was that, John? Franklin D. Roosevelt. And then it was, was it Schmedley who uh, thwarted that? Uh, Butler Smedley or Smedley Butler, I can't remember which. I think, yeah, yeah. General Smedley. Um, you know, so maybe maybe and he there wrote was... a book about it. War is bunk, he says, something like that. No, I thought war is... War is hoax, Smedley. <laughs> no, it's not war is hoax. <laughs> Smedley Butler. It's a racket, I think. Is uh, I think War is a racket. It is. I like, great racket. I like War is Bunk better. I think that should be the title war of your book. Bunk. War is Bunk. War is a hoax. <laughs> war is uh, bogative. There you go. War is bogative. So uh, Smedley Butler, Smedley Butler's his last name, his nickname was Old Gimlet Eye. Also, he had three nicknames. Old Gimlet Eye, which is a drink. A, yeah. The Fighting Quaker mm-hmm. and Old Duckboard. I like Giblet Eye better. That's I like Gimlet. Gimlet. Oh, I li- can we call it Giblet? Not though? Giblet. <laughs> giblet. <laughs> Your eyeball looks like a Giblet. <laughs> That wouldn't be good. Meanwhile, it looks like uh, Jane Harmon is being lined up to be the replacement for Petraeus. Which would put it, you know, I, can I just, what? yeah, that's, what? that's the rumor. Yeah. Jane Harmon. Wow, Everyone's talking about that's her. That's bull. There's no way. Jane Harmon is an idiot. <laughs> Gee, and she, and an idiot would be put in a high office. This is strange to you. Hmm. Okay. Well, see, she, let me see she, what when I have. When she quit on the 11th of February, she quit. Yeah, she's, she's, she's Jane lined Harmon up. to quit she's Congress ready. to head the Woodrow Wilson Center. Mm. CIA front, no doubt. No, duh. 
Maybe she's such a good business. Maybe she does a great job. Maybe that's just training. You know, give her that one and see what happens. Ah, she did well. Let's give her the real job. Give her the, it's possible. Give her, yeah, no, it's completely possible. What I find interesting is that McCain is now saying, you know, we're going to filibuster uh, any nomination hearing. You know, and this is, and it is, I think it's smart to focus that. This is what the president did very, very well by calling out McCain and saying, hey, you want to take on her, take to pick on someone your own, Sonny, pick on me. I think it was very smart he did that because he diverted the media's attention away from the obvious elephant in the room, which is what really happened in Bengali. Um, and, and you know, of course, McCain, you got to think McCain's just playing along. He's, I think McCain is actually a shill for Obama. And and you know like you need a straight you, know, you need a straight guy you need an angry senator every single time you you need a controversy McCain is right there he's always yeah available. he's right in the middle of it he's all he's always available for an interview I get I I'll bet you one dollar I could get McCain on my on the daily the daily source code I'm telling you like you call, probably could I call up and say hey we'd like to talk to a Senator McCain on the daily source code oh yes we have an opening uh, you, the guy is on every single show. And yeah, you have to call his booker. And, and then he's saying he's saying he's going to filibuster um, a Senate confirmation hearing. Well, do these people not know that confirmation from the Senate is no longer required as to the well, law they like sign? to do the lip service to it. Does, do the American people know that this is no longer required? Are we still going to go through the motions of just having... Senate, Senate confirmation I, hearings? You're asking the wrong guys. You know, I, these guys are crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. They really are. But while we're on uh, crazy, so this uh, this thing shows up in the Federal Register, which I've, um, I've been told I've ruined a couple people's lives. You have, personally? By, yes. People, oh. like, by telling them about the Federal Register and that you can look at that and read oh, all so the... Oh, so they're in there, oh, now right. they're just spending all their time grinding through this... Exactly. This stuff. Exactly. Oh, that's that. You've you've that's a disservice. Yeah. You're yes, right. I, I they, you, a disservice. So yeah. so um, here's one that uh, was brought to my attention. Actually, bad Chad there in uh, in Denver, who's always looking. Yes, he's my drug connection. He's going to get me some of that uh, uh, no no stray spray. Yeah, you need it. He he carries that in his EMS pack uh, in case he needs to induce labor. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a pump, pump out a baby. Yeah, <laughs> well, but it can also just be. It's like it's like E. It's just E. Um, so he pointed out to me a six point five billion dollar sale because when you sell arms, as in weaponry, which is kind of what we do here, when you sell it to another outside of the country, you have to report it. So. Uh, summary notice the Department of Defense is publishing the unclassified text of Section 36B1 arms sales notification. Uh, we are selling a THAAD, a THAAD, which stands for Terminal High Altitude Area Defense, <laughs> space weaponry, to Qatar. And here's what I find interesting is it is the government who is making the sale it really opens up your eyes when you see this stuff, but it's not. It's really the government are just the sales guys, and then behind that is the contractors who are actually selling that stuff. So here's how it works. We have companies who have contracts with the government. 
uh, commercial companies. Most of the American economy works for these companies. And they then sell this stuff to the U.S. government, who then, I guess, turn right around and sell it to some other country. So, so we're selling this to Qatar, 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 for $6.5 billion. And then they have the gall to say, um, uh, let me see that, uh, you know, like kind of like a little side of warning because of this sale, you know, some government officials uh, will have to escort the contractors to Qatar. So, you know, it'll, it'll be an extra cost uh, to the United States uh, because we're facilitating the sale. But all but I mean, this is this is the government selling stuff. How come the government won't like represent our podcast? That yeah, would be great. Right. Yeah, I mean, we have to do their bidding, of course, but no one would notice. No, <laughs> not at all. This proposed so that is an interoperable with other BMDS elements and can be accept cues from Aegis satellites and other external sensors, as well as work in concert with the Patriot Pack Three. This is an anti-missile defense system yeah. that Lockheed Martin developed. Mm-hmm. It's like Iron and it's Dome. Obviously. Here's this. Here's the sales pitch. <laughs> oh, these Iranians are gonna uh-huh. be. The, they're, they're gonna be. Killing everybody, you better you you better guard against it. Those missiles are going to be hitting you next. Oh, yep. it's six point five billion to spit in the bucket compared to your safety. <laughs> yeah, U.S. government and contractor technical and logistics personnel support services and other related support elements estimate estimated cost six point five billion dollars. <laughs> six point five billion dollars. Wow. This proposed sale will contribute to the foreign policy and national national security of the United States by helping to improve the security of a friendly country, yeah, for now, that has been and continues to be an important force for political stability and economic progress in the Middle East. The proposed sale will help strengthen U.S. efforts to promote regional stability. Really? How's that working out so far? The principal contractors are Lockheed Martin Space Systems Corporation, Sunnyvale, California. Hmm, who else is in Sunnyvale? Hmm. Google. <laughs> no, they're next door in Mountain View. Yeah. SGI. Subcontractors Raytheon. They're no- yeah, the Patriot Missile folks. That yeah. may- Oops, did I lose you? So this is part of Iron Dome. It is. This is Iron Dome. Yeah. Uh, but I just found it kind of let ironic. Me read, let me read another thing from Missile Site. Terminal High Altitude Area Defense System is a mobile land-based weapon program designed to destroy short and medium-range ballistic missiles in their terminal phases just seconds before they explode over U.S. cities and military assets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, just in seconds before they hit, sure. I love the pricing, though. So uh, they break it out. Uh, major defense equipment, $4 billion. Other, $2.5 billion. <laughs> Other. <laughs> okay, I had a line item that was other. Hookers and blow, $2.5 billion. So if you, don't, if you can't put the dots... The, to, the, the, go no, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I'm, in the late 1990s, however, Thad... Thad. Thad. Missed six out of eight. (laughs) Missed six out of eight of his attempted intercepts. And many dismissed the project as an expensive failure. MCA decided to backtrack. We're sorry. Thad engineers reworked the entire system and fixed many of its inherent problems. In other words, it doesn't work. It's like the Patriot thing. You're holding it wrong. (laughs) 
It's actually a pretty funny looking system. We should, we need to have a rubber band around your thad system because you're holding it wrong. The typical thad battery will include nine M1075 truck mounted launchers. Awesome. Each launcher is 12 meters long, 3.25 meters wide, and carries 10 missiles. The army. Well, this is a, this is this is just a. This is funny, but I would like the I would like the Department of State at least to propagate our podcast. I read it. There was another thing that pissed me off. It's it's getting quite annoying. Um, where is it? I think it was I have it under Ministry of Truth. Yeah, here it is. Hearing from the from the White House in a new way. Listen to this. Let me read this article. This is from the White House blog. The White House is always looking for new ways to help Americans engage with President Obama and the rest of his administration. So. We're excited to launch our official presence on SoundCloud. <laughs> a social platform devoted to sharing sounds, including recorded speeches and music. We record thousands of hours of audio here. While many speeches and recordings are already on WhiteHouse.gov and our YouTube channel, we're excited to have a new way to share those recordings with the American people. But they just they just like... Anyone who has some douchebag thing called social, they'll promote. This is great for SoundCloud. It's really yeah, no kidding. Oh, I, got a couple, I got a couple more things on these missiles. Oh, please, please. In June 2012, this is just recently, fake electronic components from China have been discovered in the thermal <laughs> weapons sites delivered to the Army for, this, for the missile defense agency's THAAD. THAAD. It's THAAD. So apparently they've been getting bogus components. Uh, this is just this is gonna this is just a, well you know what I say good for us because why because this is, we're broke country we're broke country we need to sell all this junk that we can. <laughs> oh okay I get it oh good for us right okay good for us yes. Hmm. You know if these guys are dumb enough to buy it they got nothing but the anything to do I mean there's a bunch of. I mean, the Middle East still has issues in Bahrain, and now I suppose it's uh, the one. I thought the news was interesting because what's going on in not reported, of course, by our news system is the uh, Abdullah, uh, Abdullah? The situation taking place in uh, Jordan. Oh, tell me. I have two clips. Okay. One is, let's see what we got here. One is Abdullah, the other is Jordan. Jordan. No, Jordan yeah, that, that's the second clip. The first clip is the, is the one on the Jordan revolution that nobody's reporting on. U.S. back to King Abdullah. It was the fourth day of unrest in Jordan. The demonstrations began over rising fuel prices in a country which has so far been spared brunt of the Middle East unrest. Kate Parkinson reports from Amman. People want the fall of the regime. It's the slogan of the Arab Spring that's been heard across the region. And now the revolutionary cry has arrived in Jordan. Triggered by rising food prices, but rooted in frustration over lack of political reform, endemic corruption and an ailing economy, the protest movement is gathering momentum across the country. This is not just a demonstration. This is a real a revolution against corruption and against one-man rule. The people want to change. We have two years trying to tell the king that we want the, uh, to reform the uh, regime. Uh, the king uh, don't listen to the people and the people uh, now uh, in a real revolution. 
It is a real revolution. I would like to point out that all of the non-lethal weapons, such as tear gas and and sticks that we beat the people of Jordan with, are supplied by our U.S. Uh, fine military industrial complex. And so I don't know what's going on there because it's not being reported for crap. And we all we have, and these guys look like a bunch of Saudis, if you ask me. And I think there's something going on there. But they, because um, they had the Saudi headgear. But they, uh, then there's another report, which is Abdul is the good guy. And in there, there's a mention of blood. He's the blood protects. You, a lot of people don't realize, but Abdullah is a, is the only, I think, I think his lineage is the only one in existence that is direct, direct. From Muhammad. Oh, from the prophet himself. Yeah, it's a direct this, relative. This guy, so he's like a, a distant co- cousin or kissing cousin, or what is he? Direct no, dis- I think it's like bang, 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 straight out. Wow. But not everyone agrees. Can we get her a glass of water or something? It's <laughs> really a problem. And on the other side of the police line, the anti-king slogan stoked tension among supporters of the monarch. The king is above us. We ask God to support him and make him stronger. I swear, if I reach them, I will cut their throats because the king protects them all with his blood. The demonstrations started on Tuesday and have spread across Jordan. Some have been violent and dozens have been injured. One protester was killed. Jordanian authorities have said they will use an iron fist against anyone who incites violence. But the protesters say they will not stop until there is real reform and real democracy. Kate Parkinson, CCTV, a man. You know, we've got to have an iron something. People got iron dome, iron fist. We need like, um, I don't know. An like, iron mic. No, that's Mike Tyson. Let me think. No, we need like... Uh, uh, the- the iron dildo. <laughs> John, really? This is the best you can come up with? That's called a Steely Dan, by the way. It's been done. Um, well, I'll think How of would you know that? Uh, dude. Go on. Dude. Dude. I am the dude. MT- I am the MTV guy. That's why I know what a st- Steely Dan. That's how, that's how they come up with the names. I'm filled with trivia like this. And you know That's the, why they were called Steely Dan. No, they call, they named the band after a uh, a metal metallic vibration device. Wow, I didn't know that. No. That's good stuff. <laughs> it's probably on their wiki page. It might. Well, I doubt it. Oh, oh, oh let me on. find out. I'm going to check. I'm going to look right now. I'm pretty sure that's going to be on their wiki page. It has okay, to be something like Iron Barbie. You know, something like, uh, it has to be a dichotomy. You know, we've got Earth our... following, Becca remain inactive. Iron dish rag. Something like that, you know? Formative years, would they recount? Ah, uh, red balloon. <laughs> I don't see it. How about Iron Lung? <laughs> Adam, Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak with their Iron Lung. It doesn't say not it. in here. It doesn't no. say, really. Well, that should be let's, added. That well, let me be. do. Let me do a. Yeah, we need to add it. Let me do a search <laughs> on dildo. Now you do Steely ah. Dan. Steely ah. Dan. Okay, here it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, blah blah blah. Being fans of the Beat Generation literature, Fagan and Beck, Becker named the band after Steely Dan Three from Yokohama, a strap-on dildo referred <laughs> to in the William S. Burroughs novel Naked Lunch. Yay, yay. There you go. 
Awesome. Wow. Mm-hmm. Iron tea bag. We need to have something something like that. Yeah, well, it's not working. Did you Iron see, pills. by the way, Mr. Jean, did you uh, see the, my quote in Wired? Oh, no, I didn't. Oh. Did you get a good plug in for the uh, yeah. podcast? Yeah, let me. Uh, so it's funny because um, I got a note from Bob, Bob McMillan, who wrote this piece for Wired. And he said, uh, he said, you should have seen the editorial meeting about using your quote. It was the first time ever a Condé Nast publication used these words. Uh, title of the article, iPhone podcast bug sucks bucks from this American life. Of course, we don't get a headline. Of course not, because we're like, we're not NPR. Uh, although PRX has the best documentation of the problem, it isn't the only company, company, we're company, that's noticed this issue. Adam Curry, co-host of the No Agenda Show, best podcast in the universe. Didn't say Does that. Doesn't say that? I wish. Says he's oh. also noticed a series, a serious iOS traffic spike for his podcasts. But then down below, uh, users have been complaining for weeks. Curry thinks, eh, but this is it. Curry knew that something... Knew that something up. Oh, that's, Curry knew that something was up. I guess. Wired. You got to. You did. Some, you who's who's editing this thing? Just as, nobody. Just as soon as iOS six came out, we quote. We immediately saw just an unbelievable spike in traffic, and we could see it was all coming from <coughs> Apple devices. He says the traffic was just unbelievable, and so were bandwidth bills. I just threw that in there to make it sound good. Curry has been on Apple's case to fix the issue for weeks, and he's angry. He's mad at Apple for never publicly addressing an issue that he says has cost him uh, and his listeners dearly. True. Quote, they're an arrogant bunch of cocksuckers, he says. What? <laughs> yeah, they, they, they printed it. This You're has, kidding me. No, this has cost people so much money and they won't say a thing. Yeah. He, so, so Bob, because uh, I said, hey, man, that, you know, thanks for the. Thanks for not putting me in. He doesn't write the, the headline, obviously. Yeah, the, someone else does that with a very important title, headline writer. But I said, you know, no, it's the editors. Editors write headlines. Well, the, the, ed, the editor who f- didn't see the the line Curry knew that something up. That editor? You mean that one? Yeah, yep, that Cur- one. Hey, I knew that something up, brother. <laughs> I knew that something be up. <laughs> didn't even Let's say- get that right. <laughs> Slip into B, yo. <laughs> so he says they had a large... Uh, discussion about uh, that line. They're an arrogant bunch of cocksuckers. Uh, he also went on to say, he told me privately. Well, I congratulate you and have nothing but but respect that you got that line in. Pretty good, huh? Pretty oh, good. yeah, that's yeah. a 10. That's a 10. I think it totally offsets the no evidence for the mouse thing. I think uh, as you and I together, we are now the the well. anti-Apple crusaders. Apparently, we're going to get so much hate. I think we can summarize it with the clip of the week explaining everything. <laughs> yes, I think you're absolutely right. Let's make sure we do that. Could <laughs> we commit for the year 2015 all together for ASEAN and ASEAN for peace and ASEAN for development? If Cambodia develop and Cambodia well known for the world, it means ASEAN well known for the world too. <laughs> Oh, crap. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda in the morning. So, uh, Buzzkill Jr. noticed that our kind of her minimum donations are kind of are like 69 69 
We should probably just only read those. And okay, could you please just tell me what you said in English? What are you writing for Wired now? <laughs> Daniel Mack in Minneapolis, Minnesota, nuts. $105. Reporting for duty, I believe, with this donation, your new Jedi Knight is ready to serve. With wolf hunting season ending up here in the north, please give the wolves a little karma with a lone wolf and karma shot. Okay. Here we go. You've got <laughs> karma. <laughs> nice. Lon in Emeryville, California, came with $100. Canceled cable TV, and I'm donating a portion every month to No Agenda, Yay. which is a good idea. Yeah, very good idea. I've got karma to spare, so I'm sending it your way. Aww. Give yourself some karma. Oh, thank you so much. It's so kind. You've that. got karma. It's always lovely when we get some karma from the from the folks out there. The folks. Ron, Ron Pepper, another folks in San Francisco. Ron Pepper. Hey, Ron, hey. Ron, Ron Pepper the Pepper. $100. Please send a shout-out to my best man, Devin, whose face is probably still swollen when I hit him in the mouth. And some new human resource karma from my smoking, soon-to-be MILF wife will send pictures. Yay! Love that! <laughs> You've got karma. AdamandCurry.com uh, Greg Steerly in Santa Monica. This should put me over the top on my three-year road to knighthood. Since Adam is closer to homelessness than John, this round of jingles is for voiceover karma for Adam, so you just have Adam say more juicy goodness to love than Hillary too delicious to believe. Okay. Then okay. you've got karma. All right. More juicy goodness to love. It's almost too delicious to believe, my friend. You've got karma. That's a good combo. It's not bad. I liked it. It's a good combo. Very, very different. It sounded good. Yeah. You have to, it's almost like when you're designing recipes, you have to pre-taste the food that you're going to prepare you. You, you taste the spices you do you, in your brain. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, uh, you execute the taste and you pretend that you're tasting these things together and you say, <laughs> Oh, that won't taste good together. Robert Holsey, Laguna Hills, California, 99, and I don't have a note from him. Papa Guido in Chicago, Illinois, seventy four, seventy five. Mm-hmm. This is my third donation of the show. Places me amongst the ranks of your most honorable knights. I will need you guys to kick in a penny, as I have not sold my home and am double yoked by the banks right now. I hope to soon my biggest worry will be what finger to wear my no agenda ring on. Is the consensus the pinky for a signet ring? John, I hope your bank troubles are resolved. If not... Have some karma on me since you have already played the penny dropping sound clip, and I don't want to be yelled at for exceeding three clips. But he's <laughs> yelled at for a long <laughs> note. Yeah, really. <laughs> Let's uh, hear it. Take it to the bank as an homage to our oppressors. And you then, can uh, take that to the bank. There you go. Okay. Thank you. Do you want karma with that? No. Uh, no. 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 Yeah, he said he'd have some karma on me. He oh, said well, that to I'll, me. Hey, ow, I'll take some, no problem. You've got karma. And I'll throw in a... You can take that to the bank. 69! 69, Benjamin Blondin in Walton Hills. Is that what it is? Looks like it. stretch this little spreadsheet out. Looks yeah, like Walton it. Hills, Walton Ohio. Hills. 69, 69. Thanks for defending me, Adam. Still love you, John. No homo. Uh, <laughs> Atlas Shrugged, please. 
Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. <laughs> Andre Mickelson. Virginia Beach. What? I'm just laughing at you. 6969. Keeping it alive. Paul McCartney's dead. If you haven't heard of that conspiracy, you need to check it out. Really? I buried. Wait a minute. Let's do the conspiracy. Hold what, on. What decade on. are you living in? I buried Paul. <laughs> Turn me on, dead man. Turn me on, dead man. I'm doing left to right, by the way. I know you can't hear that. I'm mumble. But that's how it is. If you turn it up, if you turn up, the okay, sun. great. Yeah, okay. Adam, I think you may be under some of the gas leak drone explosion. Where we went over that already, and apparently it wasn't. Well, I was flipping through channels on the human resource box. I stopped at a movie. I stopped too, but I stopped too at a movie night when some dude said, "Just tell him it was a gas leak," and instantly <laughs> thought of no agenda. That's a good one. Now, what the hell happened to read no agenda? I'm guessing it just died from lack of feeding. Think about the deaf people, people. What? How about instead <laughs> what? of, of, of uh, nuclear energy, we use radiant energy or Taurus energy? Well, this mm. guy's off the deep end. Just throw me some karma and a, t- and a, and a let me look at that atlas. Mm-hmm. Atlas By Ayn Rand. You've got karma. <laughs> Uh, Thomas Badrick in Nutley. Nutley, Nutley Joyzy. That's actually Nutley Nuts. Nutley Nuts, the Joyzy. <laughs> 6969. I should have canceled all my porn subscriptions and my girlfriend dumped me. Not oh, necessarily man. in that order. <laughs> <laughs> I <All> suddenly right. <laughs> realize I have nothing else to spend my money on. This is the donation Please. of the week. <laughs> Please be, please de-douche me and spend this money while it's still worth something. <laughs> You've been de-douched. That is the donation note of the day, without a doubt. Joshua Theodore, Theo, Theodorson, Theodorson, Theodorson in the, Perth. Theodorson, yeah. The Paris of Australia. <laughs> 6969. I'd like to share an interesting numerical anomaly. It began the day I met my smoking hot, smoking hot wife on the 9th of January, 1999. Mm-hmm. Four years and three days later, four times three equals 12. We got married on January 12, 2003. In our 12th year together, we decided to start a family. After nine months pregnancy, our daughter was born on the ninth day of the 12th month at 223, weighing 322 kilograms. Her birthday was nine days after my wife's birthday and nine months and 12 days after mine, which occurs on the ninth month before my wife's. So what do all these recurring dates mean for my family? I have absolutely no idea. However, if you multiply nine by nine, then subtract 12, it equals 69. There you if go. If that's not fate, I don't know what the hell is. <laughs> Thus, accept my humble donation of 6969 in celebration of Hillary Clinton's recent visit to Perth. We can get so kind to play a Hillary Clinton. We came, we saw he died, two shots to the head and a little girl, yay. If you do this, my life will be complete. I would also like to say the fuck cancer karma actually works. In a previous donation, I requested karma for my dad who was diagnosed with bladder cancer with some treatment and the course of the karma he has send, been given the all clear. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, that is the land of unconfirmed. Yes, yes, we came, we saw, <laughs> he died. <laughs> yay! Nailed it. Okay. That was a long road to Tipperary. Jameson Echoes in Berkeley. Hey, Berkeley. Bye. 
Cheers, fellas. Well done. Can I get a de-douching for my first donation after getting some getting laid karma for producer Nick McNeil for letting me take over his northern Silicon Valley compound for a couple of days last month? Sounds groovy. Sure. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. That ends our 69. 69, Segment. It's shortening up a little bit. Well, it's because all donations are short. Yeah, we got nothing. Not here. just this. We no. have to ad lib a lot. Mm-hmm. Alan Martin, sixty-five bucks. Accept this donation as my ascension to knighthood. I also think a no agenda should offer diplomatic credentials. He m- mentioned this, and I said, you know, that's kind of. Why don't we do that? So, how does that mean you can get a license plate with CD on it? I mm-hmm. we could you could try. I mean, so, or, or the likelihood, of course, is you know what? But yeah, you could get thrown in jail, but you can try. No. No, 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 official. Okay. Sean Pyle in Streamwood, Illinois, sixty sixty. Uh, WTF? I donate the other day asking for financial karma, and then the next day I get an email from my bank saying they shut off my debit card because of suspicious activity. <laughs> Some douchebag bogus company in Georgia charged fifty dollars and then tried to go on a shopping spree. Now here I am again asking for financial karma to get out of this mess. Could I please get a D douche karma to remove the taint of the scammers that got my card? Also, I'm always a bit let down when I hear my name be read because it's so plain and ordinary. There's no trouble pronouncing it. So can I get Adam to read my name with all the phlegm and head cold effect he could use, use if I were one of a, if I was one of his wooden <laughs> shoe wearing sausage swinging brothers? <laughs> In other words, read it as though it was Dutch. Uh, Sean Fire. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Anyway, so he needs a de-douche karma. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Christina Norman in Los Angeles, California, fifty-five ten double nickels on the eleven. Uh, <laughs> karma works and is awesome. I'd like a hey citizen swine flu little girl yay karma. Hey, citizen, swine flu, little girl, yay, karma? Okay. Yeah. Hey, citizen. It's the No Agenda Swine Flu Minute. Yay! You've got karma. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. Paul Pacheco in Canby, Oregon, 5150. Nick from Canby, longtime listener and possible <laughs> boner. Okay. You made the de- you make the decision on calling me a douchebag, but my dad, the trucker, has bought T-shirts and coffee cups on holidays. I've been sending shows on his trips and to get better info than Fox News. He doesn't always agree with John, but Adam makes up for it. It's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Could you send some job karma in my dad's way so we can do a, can do better than getting by and donate more often. Also, chemtrail and shut up, slave. Thanks for the best podcast in the universe. This is interesting. Um, if you have uh, parents who are, and, and I hear this a lot around Austin, you hear this a lot. Uh, yeah, my parents watch Fox News. You know, and of course in Austin we have all Obama bots and Democrats, and uh, so I hear this all the time. If you should send your folks uh, an, uh, an episode of No Old People Love Listening to Radio. The wireless. So you should send it to him. You definitely get him off the Fox News thing. I think that's a good idea, personally. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think it's fantastic. Send it on, Put it on a DVD. No, on a cassette. <laughs> you know, yeah, well, that too. They <laughs> still play cassettes. Shut up, 
You've got karma. There you go. Wow. And then finally, we got Kip Hoffman in Muskego, Wisconsin, $50.05. Simon Horn, Carindale, Queensland, $50. Mike, Sir Mike Westerfield, 50 Kyle Bauer in Worcester, Ohio, $50. And that concludes our uh, donors for the show, NA462, uh, which is a little... Sh- we could do better. Hopefully, people will uh, help us out for the Thursday show. We're going out of our way to work on a holiday and bring you uh, continued news. And now, by the way, when the holidays come around like this, there'll be some news stories that they're going to cover up, and hopefully people will ignore, and we won't. Dvorak.org slash NA channel, Dvorak.com slash NA No Agenda Show and NoAgendaNation.com. I can't believe we actually didn't play that uh, at the beginning. We thanked our producers. Dvorak.org. There we go. Slash NA. Yahoo. Congratulates his grandson, Alexander Hoffman. We want to say happy birthday on his first birthday. Alexander is Sir Jason Hoffman's first contribution to the human resource pool. Happy birthday, Alexander, from all your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. And start depleting your value of $9.2 million. Welcome! You just imagine some kid when he's like 10 or 12, you know, finds a, an MP3 somewhere on a memory stick and hears that and goes, dude, grandpa, what the F man? Who are these douchebags? Well, maybe not. Nah, <laughs> nah, it won't be. Alone. So how do you get, oops, uh, never mind. Let's, let me get my sword. Yeah. There you go. Dan Mack, Greg Steerly, Papa Guido and Alan Martin. Would y'all please step forward? Gentlemen, I'm lo- loving this. So great to see you all coming in at the $1,000 donation level just before the end of the year so you can still receive your No Agenda Night Ring. I hereby proudly pronounce these Sir Dan, Sir Greg, Sir Papa, and Sir Alan all nights of the No Agenda Roundtable. Come on over, gentlemen. For you, hookers and blow, rent boys and chardonnay, geishas and sake, Rubenes women and rosé, and of course, hot plants and booze or wenches and beer. And welcome to the Roundtable of the Night's and the dames, the people really always there in a pinch. You see it once again. Day Mastered came in uh, on the low day. Low. It's gonna. You, I think you're right. We're, we are also working, I believe, on Christmas and New Year's because they don't fall on uh, on show days. Yeah, but I want to skip one of those Sundays. It's probably the New Year's one because there's no Why? not gonna be anybody listening. I disagree. I th- well, but I don't understand if, if if it's low anyway in these months. Don't we need everything we can get? My experience from doing the the padded shows or the Pad- like show two hundred point five padded show. What does that mean? Padded shows like it's a show that we put together and it's padded with you know good material. And uh, I don't think it changes the donations whatsoever. I think if we do, I think I want to do another show too. We we do a show inside of a show inside of a show. Show two hundred point five. Mm-hmm. We redid as show two hundred point six. Right. Which also was show 400 something or other. Right. And then if we redid that and revisited it with some of our newer concepts to what we're doing on the show now, as opposed to what we did on the show a year ago, I think it would be interesting to people. Okay. All right. If you say so. I mean, I'm, I, I got nothing better to do. I tried to get a gig. Eh, no way. Well, there's a, I do have a clip that explains your problems. 
<laughs> really? Okay. Uh, which clip is this? The clip of the week explaining everything. Oh, right. Of course. Well, now I get for it. the year 2015 Shut up. No, you know, it's like there was... You know what the problem is? You, your speakers are a little loud, but I'll, I'll just noise gate you some more. No, um, I can turn it down. Well, I want you to be able to hear. Now, the real problem is, you know, people have talk and talk and talk, and I do meetings with them, and I go, oh, maybe this is really something. And then they're like, well, you know, we really don't have any money. I'm like, oh, really? It's so hard to pre-qualify people these days. I mean, everyone wants something for free. And I think, uh, by the way, uh, I will speak a little negatively of Austin, um, that people have Euro trash fever, whereas, you know, now you got the F1 is in town and everything. Everyone's like, yeah, man, you know, it's all, it'll cost you $9 million. Everything's expensive. And, you know, they're holding, it's just, you know, it's kind of, you see, you can kind of see a little douchiness crept in there with, uh, oh, you know, so they're welcome to douche. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> it's, they're douche friendly. I don't know. It's douche friendly. Uh, it's it's a. I'm a little concerned, but particularly, you know, we have you know startups and you know we have an incubator here and we have all kinds of uh, angel companies and everyone's like, oh man, we should get Adam Curry involved. And then you know I do some meetings and then you know I'm like, okay, you know I can get some maybe some consulting out of it. You know, and then it's like, mm, do some stock. Yeah, really? So uh, I I think I'm going to... The only other thing, I, I, I think illegality is where I have to go. I think that's uh, just about the only place that's right for Illegality? Me. Like yeah. what? I'm thinking of doing daily source code once a week and, and having people donate. Because it's totally illegal to do that. Just having people donate. You know, well, you have people donate. It's not nothing illegal. No, playing music is illegal, and, and oh yeah, and, you, and, you shouldn't do that. You're accept, just asking for trouble and accepting money for it. Well, but that's the only thing that seems to work for me. No, 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 no. You can't do that. It would, it would be asking for trouble. Oh, just you saying no, you can't do it makes me want to do it more now. Well, yeah, I know that would be the, the way it goes, and that would be that would be my way of getting rid of you. Finally, <laughs> finally, you can you can bring in your real co-host. <laughs> The guy from Ham Nation, Bob Heil. Hey, Bob, how you doing? <laughs> Very good. You know, I got a new mic design I just finished this week. Well, I got this hot air soldering machine. <laughs> yeah, check this out. Check it out. Get the camera on this thing. Watch. It's heating up. It's heating uh. up right now. So, um, pedo bear is uh, it's very interesting what's happening in the United States of Gitmo Nation East, uh, known as the UK's. Uh, so, they arrested another guy. They arrested David Lee Travis, who used to be Jimmy Savile's uh, BBC colleague. So just like anything to not focus on the politicians, anything at all. And now, and I, I heard the most amazing, it's, it's a little bit long, it's about two minutes, the most amazing piece on BBC, where they are literally instructing you to not tweet pedophile about anybody because you can go to jail and the way they package this I'm sorry wait 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 say that again okay so on twitter or in the united kingdom there are certain things you can and can't say and this whole piece is masking as oh you can't say that on twitter because you know, oh you that's be because of that guy that they was mentioned and then unmentioned and now he's suing everybody that guy 
Well, no, Lord. no, no, no. He, yeah. But he was mentioned in a report. This is different. But what right, the, but he isn't he the one suing all the Twitter users no, that passed his name around? Now, hold on a second. Bear with right. me. Bear with me. This is different, John. When you hear the report, they're masking it as what you can and can't say on social media. But the only example given by the same woman continuously is pedophile. And I believe they are now instructing the slaves of Gitmo Nation East, whatever you do, don't call out anybody as a pedophile. Because, of course, they don't want that. Because I'm sure this is exactly what is happening, where people are saying, hey, those guys are a bunch of pedos out there sitting in uh, in the House of Commons. That's your point. You're right. People would think twice. And I, I don't disagree that people don't understand what it is. I think everybody knows if you call somebody a pedophile, that's damaging. Whether you're shouting that in the pub, whether you're putting it in a newspaper. Unless he is one. Paper, or you're saying it online. People understand that. I think what people don't really understand is that on the internet you can actually be identified. There are procedures. Mm. Your computer leaves a track. Mm. And you, you can be identified through your internet protocol. Mm. Uh, so people shouldn't think there's a clerk of anonymity. We can identify you through the internet protocol. The difficulty is, though, say, when we look at social media, is when they when you retweet for anyone who doesn't use Twitter, 140 characters. Um, someone say a celebrity you admire or a, a thinker you admire. They say something and you you think it's interesting, so you retweet it. So you haven't technically said it, but almost have agreed with what they're saying. This is the problem. People don't realise that that also is libelous. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, if you, if you retweet someone. Well, then, then you're repeating the libel. And the rule in libel is anyone who carries it, anyone who repeats it, it has a liability for it. And whereas previously that would have to be done by broadcast or print or something like that, with Twitter, then the, just one Twitter. button to retweet, and, and you, you've done that. And that's what people are doing very easily, and perhaps, as you say, someone they respect or they think is interesting, and they do it almost without thinking. And, uh, but they've, they've repeated the, the libelous material. Christian, I mean, how does it vary? We've talked about saying something to somebody face-to-face and, and putting something about them on, on Twitter or Twitter. Facebook or whatever. It's Facebook. But Twitter. how does it vary if you're talking, you know, it, is it different putting it in print or, or on the internet from actually talking about them at the bar in the pub behind their back as well? I mean, it's, it's really hard to get an idea of where the boundaries lie. If you're prepared to say it in the pub... Does it matter if you put it online? Yeah, well, there, there are slight technical legal differences that, that um, will probably send all your viewers to sleep between <laughs> saying something and printing it. Bro- broadly speaking, if you to be liable, if you just say something, you need some kind of additional damage. So it has yes, to be um, something slander. that will they don't even know the difference. affect your career or would be a criminal offence. But calling someone a paedophile would be enough. So this whole thing is... You can't liable somebody by saying something. That's called slander. It's a different... It's a different... Uh, it's different. It's, <laughs> it's not the same. It's not the it's same. It's almost exactly li- the same. Libel has to be written. It has to be broadcast. It has to be somehow in some medium that is not just chatting. If, but you can slander somebody that way, which is still, <clears> you know, you can still sue them over that, but it's a different kind but, of... But what, uh, but, the law is different. But what this whole conversation is... But I'm just saying they're idiots, okay? Uh, so, of course. is Whatever you do, don't retweet someone else <clears throat> saying someone's a pedo. I think that's the, the general yeah, consent. Yeah, that's, that's the, that's the, it's a message of warning. Yeah, because they can track you through. You will be you will be sued into oblivion <laughs> if you continue on this practice, <laughs> doing this sort of thing. You will be done. You're pretty good at that. 
I like that. You will Because we can track you through the internet protocol. Not tolerated. Okay. Uh, well, the thing that I was kind of tracking was the, uh, the, the fiscal cliff. Yeah, very interesting uh, how this is. And in fact, I think I heard Candy Crowley this morning. For those for those of you outside the United States of Gitmos, the fiscal cliff. And let, let me let me take a stab at this, John. Then you can correct me. Um, now known as the Bush tax cuts, this has changed a little bit. Uh, in the uh, Bush two era, there were tax reductions across the board for all Americans, and these are set to expire. A lot, lots of rules and, and regulations have sunset dates, expiration, just like bad milk. And this happens January f- or December 31st, so January 1st. Um, <clears throat> there are more taxes coming, or everything goes back up for everybody. And the continuous debate, which has been going on forever, is <clears throat> re- uh, keep these tax breaks in place except for people making over $250,000 a year. And uh, And so somehow on January 1st, Literally, as Candy Crowley said, the economy falls over the cliff. This is a new one. It's no longer the fiscal cliff. It's the economy will fall off the cliff. Which to me sounds like bull crap. In fact, I have a clip. You want to hear saying that? Sure, I love hearing Candy Crowley. All together for ASEAN and ASEAN for peace and ASEAN for development. If Cambodia develop and Cambodia well known for the world, it means ASEAN well known for the world too. There you go. Candy Crowley. It's starting to make more sense. <laughs> Candy Crowley, everybody. So, so uh, the thing is bogative, right? I mean, it, it's... No, no, the thing is real, and it's going to be a problem for everybody. Uh, uh, it's uh, actually not just the tax, because the butch, yeah, the, you pull that back, but you also have se- sequestration, which is the, the big number, which means that the military is going to have their budget pulled out from under them, and all that money's not going to be spent anymore. So that's which not... going to mean no. Get a, no one's going to get paid. That's not going into and the And then economy. you also have the payroll tax break, which gets pulled out, too. And I think there's something else. So what happens is that it creates a it it, it collapses the stock market and then everything goes in the tank. And what they're going to do is now they're working on this two part way of fixing it, which is essentially kicking the can down the road by just saying, "Well, we'll let it slide for six months and we'll work on it later." And meanwhile, nobody's taking it seriously, uh, like you. Uh, in the Senate, they're go they're on vacation. You play a couple of clips on this. Here is the. Uh, First play, Erskine Bowl, both uh, Erskine and, and, and Simpson, Simpson Bowls was the, is the act that was, or a, a, a thing that was thrown together to fix all our financial problems and nobody's paying any attention to it. So these two guys have gone on the road and here they are at a think tank discussing some of the issues with a bunch of uh, smarties in the audience. But I've got three clips, one with Simpson on the little guy, Erskine uh, Bowles on the Senate and the cliff, and then he, he then he explains why this is a problem. So let's start with Erskine Bowles on the Senate and the cliff, and he, he give you a little background on this. Books, you know, doing it across the board. You go in there surgically and try to do the things that have the least adverse effect on productivity. So today, you know, we got 48 days left. We just went through this election. Isn't it amazing that during the election, at all four of the debates, the word fiscal cliff was never, ever mentioned, not by the reporters and not by the candidates. Nor was there ever mention of the solvency of Social Security for 75 years? 
or what to do with Medicare, which is on an unsustainable course. I interrupted, but, no, you know, to true. think your debate took place and nobody ever got into the two big things that are driving this country and, and every, the weeds. Every day, you know, every news organization saying 48 days, 47 days. And what's the Senate doing? The Senate went home. They're only going to work 20 days. If this was a business, you'd be working, all hands would be working in trying to resolve this issue. So these guys believe, neither one of them believes, actually they're betting. But I'll play this clip here, betting on the fiscal cliff. <laughs> and, and, and the only troubling thing I see here, really troubling, is you have Democrat leaders. And don't forget the leaders haven't helped us at all. In, an, in any effect, really, in any effective way, they're there. They listen to us and they tell their position, but they really haven't been out there. But what's disturbing to me is the word is around well, that maybe the Democrats could gain if we do go off the cliff. That's out there. And then the Republicans say maybe we could gain if we go over the cliff. I think that's disastrous to even think in, that, in those terms. And as Erskine says, that's like betting your country all right so now this this clip here is well hold, is, hold uh, on hold on a second i got a yeah. question i got a question here sure so what i just understood is that both parties think that it is advantageous to them if uh, we go over the fiscal cliff for different right. reasons so they both think that it's groovy now can i just interject one thing here you said you put me in the same boat with a bunch of assholes by saying, you don't take it seriously. I would like to respond to that for a moment. Well, go ahead. It's not that I don't take it seriously. It's that I heard from a very wise man that we are in the 40 or 80 year cycle and everything is inevitable. It makes no difference what you do. In fact, I've repeated many times that the cycle <laughs> is like the sun rising and setting. Right, it is going, right, it is right, going to right. happen and there's Jeez. nothing we hey, can hey, do about it. Hey. Touche, okay? All right. You're right, and I think I do believe that too. I do. <laughs> you do believe. believe. You do believe. Okay, just want to make sure. Uh, <laughs> I just I'm amused by this. And by the way, the the recent polls that have been done show that the Democrats would benefit more than the Republicans uh, if we go over the fiscal cliff because apparently the Republic or the Democrats are much better at blaming the Republicans than the Republicans are at blaming the Democrats, and that's what where this what this amounts to. So here's the description of what's going to happen, and I believe it will happen. That's all part of the cycle. Yeah, I, you're right. Uh, Erskine explains the fiscal cliff results. This is what's going to happen when it when we go over it. Oh, hold on a second. I'm sorry. I, uh, oh, I had, you said there were three clips. I had three, but there's four. Okay. Years, there's four, sorry. A couple of years ago, you were the guy that yeah. said we were going to go over the cliff, and I said, no, no, I think they will go over the cliff. Erskine holds out for about a 30% chance. Yeah, I, I, think, I just think we can't be stupid enough to do it. We can resolve this problem now by making some very tough but doable compromises. If we go over this cliff and we don't reach a deal immediately thereafter, here's what will happen. And I think that's about a one-third probability that we are going to go over the cliff and nothing's going to happen. What will happen is, you know, you'll see Moody's and, and Fitch downgrade our credit. They'll join S&P, who may take it down again. 
You'll see a stock market that will say, God, we never thought these guys would be stupid enough to do this. I think you'll see a stock market that will really crash. And I think you'll see businesses really slow back on hiring. They'll slow back on their capital expenditures, on their investments. I think you'll see consumer confidence go go down and we will really be facing a mess because what happens, the economic effects of going over this cliff are enough to slow economic growth by about 3%. We're only growing at 1.5% today, so that's enough to put us back into recession. About 2 million people will lose their jobs, and unemployment will go back to 9%. Why would we do that when there are good alternatives that we can do by simple compromises now during the lame duck session? <laughs> sounds yeah, sounds a, sounds like it's going to be fun next year. Yeah, oh, it's good for the show. <laughs> Except if no one can send us any money, that may not be so good uh-huh. for the show. Well, there there's enough survivors of these things and most of our uh <laughs> enough, most of our listeners are are, are well positioned to to maintain their their spot in the, in the scheme of things. Hi, are you? I hope. Hi, are you a survivor? This fifth, this fiscal cliff. Please remember to donate to the No Agenda Show. <laughs> it's the best podcast in the universe. Yeah, there's one last little clip that I have with Simpson, uh, who is talking about the Simpson Bowles Act and how people are always condemning him and and Bowles because they want to take out the uh, mortgage deduction. Yeah, and he's he's just a long thing. I have a short piece of it, but it's a long thing. Where he's saying that most of these deductions are for very few people. And it's a scam, and the mortgage deduction in particular, he says they're not really eliminating it; they're just capping it at five hundred, uh, five hundred thousand dollars as a deduction for your mortgage interest. And he and he asks the question: Intr- he says, interest, interest, yeah, per interest. year, yeah. Wait a minute. So <laughs> right now he says that. What's your interest payment? Half a million a year. (laughs) What kind of house do you have? The White House. That's that's the point. Yeah. And he says it is bogus because he says who is who is taking a million dollars off of interest income for their house? What do they own? Yeah. So anyway, so so he he blasts the whole uh, the the naysayers here. Home mortgage interest reduction. What will happen to the housing industry? I said. Well, did they beat him silly after he came out with this report? Is that why he sounds like that? No, he's doing a voice. Right. <laughs> oh, he's doing a voice. Yeah, he's, he's doing a voice. This is a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit. He's doing <laughs> shtick. Okay. Home mortgage interest reduction. What will happen to the housing industry? I said. Well, it probably will survive. It was a bit. <laughs> Who is he doing? A Republican senator? He's doing the public at large complaining about this. That's great. Let me play it again. Home mortgage interest reduction. What will happen to the housing industry? I said, I can't get beyond that, John. Hold on a second. This is how this guy thinks the American public speaks. (laughs) This guy's an asshole. He's from Wyoming, so enough said. Doesn't matter. The guy's an a-hole. It's like, this is the American public. Well, it's not the point of it, but go on. Home mortgage interest reduction. What will happen to the housing industry? I said, well, it probably will survive because we didn't take, we said, take it. Who's getting a million bucks? Who's, Who's benefiting from a million bucks in home mortgage interest reduction? Deduction. We said take it to five hundred thousand, and then give a twelve and a half percent non-refundable tax credit to everybody, which helps the little guy. 
if everybody would quit talking about the little guy, the little guy is the guy that's going to get hosed in this process if you do nothing. <laughs> hosed. There isn't any question about who's going to get it. When the tipping point comes and they say you're dysfunctional and we want more money for our money, you've already, we know you're addicted. You've borrowed $16 trillion. So since you borrowed that, we know you want more. In fact, you borrow $3.6 billion a day and 41 cents every day on every buck you spend. So we're going to give you more money and inflation will kick in and interest rates go up. And guess who gets gets the hammer in that one? The little guy, the middle, the middle class. What a fakery. <laughs> hey, good news, though. I got good news. The uh, if you're in Nevada City, Go and get your license now. A police chief says he's found a one-of-a-kind way to manage a growing problem in his city, and it's putting homeless on the hot seat. A new law would give Nevada City the power to hand out permits to a small group of homeless, giving them permission to sleep in public. There you go. <laughs> get your homeless license now. Fits right in. Perfect. <laughs> get your homeless license. If you want to be sleeping outside, get your license. Get your license right now, everybody. Well, yeah, homeless license. That's a good one. It's like a dog license. Yeah, what's the, I, I think the dog license is cheaper. <laughs> but we got to be careful with this because last night, uh, Miss Mickey really got depressed. You know, she had um, she'd been working so hard. You should see her next project, by the way. She's doing something amazing. Uh, that she had caught up on like two or three no agendas in a row. She was really depressed. She's like, we're, we're trying not to be depressing, but I think if you listen too many of uh, too much of this, yeah, you, you, you know, can't I, do that. I think we're a lot different than all these other news analysis shows. And even uh, one thing, we, of course, we're better. But I don't think I think we're lighthearted enough that we don't tr- we don't do this to depress people. So they go out and buy you know canned food or you know they <laughs> seeds, do crazy seeds, seeds seeds. We don't want you going out seeds. And and seeds. And then you can buy a mailing list of the guys who bought the seeds. Seeds. You you can buy get, seeds. Get some seeds, man. That's Glenn Beck's job. Let him sell seeds. And gold. Yes, gold, seeds, and, you know. Uh, uh, storable foods. Canned foods. Storable foods. Storable foods. Storable. A flashlight that has a handle you turn. With a radio. With a radio. With a radio. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> All right, let me give you some entertainment. Uh, Bill Clinton, uh, who cost about $200,000 to have him come speak at your event, was with an ad- he was an, at an advertising conference in the Netherlands, uh, in Gitmo Nation Lowlands. And um, so... The- <laughs> So someone posted some video on a secret YouTube, you know, where they don't publish the link. But, of course, the link was sent to me immediately. So there's, Good. A, there's only 24 views. There, um, there will be several more after we publish the show notes. And uh, <laughs> and by the way, the the, yeah, the by, before you go on, I should mention to people that I would go get the show notes as soon as possible, because I can assure you that once they figure oh, out that somebody oh, else has got the link, they'll kill the, it'll the thing. It'll be gone. Yeah, it'll be gone. Yeah, it'll so be gone. Go, go while you can. It's like the 24 hours of advertising conference, and it's for a bunch of advertisers, uh, or advertising executives, so not advertisers. So Bill Clinton is telling these people how to, how to advertise better, how to sell crap people don't need uh, with mon- to, to buy stuff with money they don't have, essentially. 
And of course, the video is like, this was a very inspiring speech by Bill Clinton. And I just took a minute of it, of him explaining, uh, well, he's really talking about lying, just about out and outright lying. Explain, this is the country's uh, company strategy is to explain. Explanation is empowerment. In a different Keep that in mind. Explanation is empowerment. This is big. Where did he get that? Explanation is far more important than eloquence. Eloquence sounds in a difficult situation like a smokescreen. Explanation says, I trust you with the truth. Here you are. You are now in power. Now let's talk about what we're going to do about where we're at the Democratic Convention. The President, uh, President Obama joked that he was going to make me secretary of explaining things. And we all laughed about it. And I'm not sure I was very good at it, but I sure tried. Because I thought about all the times in my own life. Forget about politics. So now, about all the times in his own life when it came down to telling the truth, saying, hey, I trust you with the truth. I'm riveted. I can't wait to hear it. If you ever had a problem in your own life, a, a child who seemed emotionally disturbed. A child who was emotionally disturbed? What, Chelsea? Is that thought, what he said? He said, in your own, he said, I thought about my own life. And then he comes up with two examples. The first is a child who is emotionally disturbed. Okay. A thorny business problem that seemed immune to resolution. A thorny business problem. You know what happens to the Clintons' business problems? That's what happens to the Clintons' business problems. The beginning of letting go of your fears and embracing the possibilities and thinking clearly is simple understanding. Explanation, it is empowerment. Explanation, it is empowering. Then you can say, okay, what are my options? And let's go. And then he gave me the final, how to deal with the truth, to trust people with the truth. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Miss Lewinsky, I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. These allegations are false, and I need to go back to work for the American people. Explanation is empowerment, Bill. Okay, $200,000 and you people sat there, send some money to the No Agenda show, you idiots. You sat there listening to a pathological liar, a douchebag, and you, and, and you got a hard-on for it. Ugh! Disgusting. I trust you with the truth, my friend. Bull crap. Lying sack. <laughs> if people forget these things, you got to remind them from time to time, Joe. Yeah, well, that's a fact. <laughs> I agree with that fact. theory. Fact. It's, it's, it's not just fact, it's science. science. <sighs> so there was one more thing that was going on as we wind down today's program. Um, strangely enough, no one really talked about it, uh, but they tried to bring back the cyber security bill. And uh, here's, oh, here's a little piece of Lieberman. The Cybersecurity Act of 2012, S 
3414 uh, for reconsideration, that is to say to reconsider the cloture vote uh, that was held uh, in August and failed to get 60 votes, much to my... Now, now listen very carefully what this bill is about, because uh, Lieberman lets on to something here. And he's messaging, by the way, he's messaging not to the American people because this is on C-SPAN and nobody watches that except uh, the people who produce this program. Uh, this is a message to um, lawmakers, but also to the president, because we've got to do something about this. Uh, disappointment. Uh, I'm, I'm very grateful that uh, Senator Reid now gives the Senate a second chance. Woo! To do something to protect the American people. Oh, what do we need protection against? From cyber attack uh, and cyber theft. Oh, cyber theft. What could cyber theft really entail? Stealing of copyright. They, so this, this guy is, an, is a douche extraordinaire. He's, he's saying, oh, it's cyber theft. Because this is what it's about. They don't give a crap about you or your bank account. All they care about is big corporations uh, who you know just stealing their stuff. You're, it's theft. And, Madam President, if you just look at what's happened. Woohoo! It's so horrible. Since the cloture vote on the Cybersecurity Act failed back in August, I think you will see how urgently we need to seize this opportunity, at least vote uh, uh, to proceed to the Cybersecurity Act. Okay, so um, needless to say, it failed. So I'm fast-forwarding through an hour and 45 minutes, some of which was very interesting. Feinstein was talking, and, you know, the K. K. Bailey Ray Hutchinson, whatever her name is from Texas, uh, but let's just go straight to the end where Harry Reid rolls it out and gives us the final word. It's not enough. Uh, so everyone should understand cybersecurity is dead for this Congress. <laughs> what an unfortunate thing. But that's the way it is. <laughs> cybersecurity is dead for this Congress. It's dead. So here it comes. Wait for the executive order. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. Apparently, the president released a, uh, a, a PPD, a presidential directive, uh, which is not published. These things are unpublished. There was a lot. Of, uh, there was actually a publication. The Washington Post, I think, even uh, said that there was a, a presidential directive. I think number twenty or something. There's not a lot of these, but no one has a has the actual text of it. Um, but of course, it will uh, protect copyright and do very little to protect you. Oh, it will shut you off, of course. You know, if if you have BitTorrent running or something, you know, even if you're downloading the No Agenda show, it will actually shut you off. You know, that's what's going to happen. This is why you need to get your ham radio license. Yeah, yeah, that'll that'll fix things. So you can talk to random dudes. Hey, man, what are you doing? Yeah, hey, I'm in the. Uh, I just pulled into the driveway. <laughs> Weather's good yeah. over here. Yeah, well, I got to get in the house. The wife has been really on my case because I've been in the car talking on the radio too much. She says. <laughs> no, I think the the technical term is someone's pulling my sleeve. <laughs> pulling my sleeve. Yeah. All right. And then I uh, there's uh, there's no, well Europe of course is uh, now officially in recession. <laughs> <laughs> because they had two uh, quarters of economic uh, regression. 
Stagnation. What? No, not stagnation. They went down. Minus, no, it's regression. They went down. Yeah, minus uh, 0.1% yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's still keeping the euro too high for my taste. So they say, But they call it, uh, oh, Europe has gone back into recession. Really? Have, have you looked? Oh, and this is, a, this is interesting. We have something in the United States called double jeopardy, where you cannot be tried twice for the same crime. Right. So you remember the uh, the journalist uh, Kostas Vaxivanis who published Lagarde's list of two thousand Greeks who had you know who, who took all the bribes and the tax evaders and basically the elites and they and so they they let him off and they just bringing him back they say oh we have new there's new evidence they're just going to try him again they didn't try him the first time I thought they had just let him off no they did but it, it got thrown out. And so now, so now it wasn't just a letting off. They actually said, okay, you're free to go. And, oh. and now they're bringing him back. And uh, he's going in the clink, I think. Yeah, well, that was expected. And, hey, uh, uh, talking about onerous things, play the clip, which I wanted to play. This is kind of interesting because the United Arab Emirates, which includes Dubai and all these crazy places, they got some new laws we should be aware of. Mm-hmm. Abuja, Nigeria. The United Arab Emirates has tightened its internet laws, imposing strict penalties for ridiculing its rulers. These amendments to an existing law were issued in a decree by the president. The law also bans calls for public protests, and it lays out strict punishments for things like human trafficking or prostitution online. Okay. Prostitution. Okay, but prostitution online is, you know. Prostitution online, interesting. Backpage. They're so toast. anyway, the uh, the hammer comes down. Well, but yeah, we're going to get that everywhere. I mean, that's I don't think this is anything new. No, it's not. I just wanted to give you a heads up. What? Like I'm looking for prostitutes online? Is that is the, are you, are you <laughs> helping you me might out? Be. Hey, buddy, thanks. I, I I didn't realize that when I'm in the United Arab Emirates, I shouldn't be looking for prostitutes. Don't online. go on Craigslist when you're in the UAE. <laughs> hey, buddy, I really appreciate that. So cool of you. Thank you. All right, uh, I'll be on the nets for the 3373 uh, Ham Radio Fest. <laughs> it's called the Ham Fest. Uh, you're not doing Twitter, are you? No. 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 I think Leo is on vacation and he yeah. just has his, one of his crew running the thing. Yeah. I, I guess they're not asking you to come back to host anymore. Uh, that. It seems to be the case, yeah. <laughs> they, they like me. I'm they glad. Like me. I'm glad because you were too good. I'm glad. I like it. Why don't we do another? Can we do another show with like a roundtable thing? You're good at that, and I can be your. Can I be your Ed McMahon? Oh, oh, you're crazy, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Or something. We got to do something. We got to spend more time improving the No Agenda show, and so people appreciate it to the point where they go to Dvorak.org/na and contribute something, especially the. Those out there who have never uh, contributed a nickel. There you have it. That's what we need. For sure, though, we'll be back on uh, Thursday, which will be Thanksgiving, globally celebrated. Thanksgiving! And we'll be doing the show as usual. So we'll see you here in the morning from uh, Austin, Tejas. I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where I remain, I'm John C. Dvorak. Talk to you again on Thursday, right here on No Agenda. 
could be commit for the year 2015 all together for ASEAN and ASEAN for peace and ASEAN for development. If Cambodia develop and Cambodia well known for the world, it means ASEAN well known for the world too. The best podcast in the universe. Dvorak.org slash N-A. Ah!